LXG Wednesdays, people. Gentlemen's talk. You know we're here. This is what we do. Hey. Hey, and happy motherfucking hump day. Hey. All right. Welcome to the show. Happy Wild Out Wednesday. Yep. And you know, before we do it, since I say happy LXG Wednesday, you know what time it is. Hold up. God, God damn, damn it. it. Wet and Wild Wednesday, we in that thing. I'm just going to keep wow. on Wednesday references out there. <laughs> so, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. It's been a, huh, it's been fun. It has been fun. It's been fun. A lot of, a lot of things continue to happen, uh, for the positive, of course. Um, of course, if you guys checked out the last episode, last episode has been getting lots and lots of streams, which is yep. good. Good for us, good for you, good for all parties involved. Because we predicted means, something too, so y'all stick around for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I normally would say fuck around and find out, but in this case, stick around and find out. So for sure. How was the weekend? Weekend was the weekend, man. Uh, I was off. You know, I got to chill a little bit. Um, I'm lying. You know how that goes. Precious had a party. That bitch was lit. Um, so it was bruh, one of them nights for you. Oh my god, one of them nights and Sundays mm. too. Yeah. Uh, you know how you know how we do. We drank. We woke up, we waited till about 4 o'clock, I went back over there, and we finished the drinks. <laughs> I, I see no other way of getting it down but yes, that. Yes, sir. So, uh, weekend was pretty pretty laid back, pretty chill for me, just at home with the girls, you know, doing my family thing. Uh, yeah, family so, time is very important. You know, you know, watch my football, of course. Of course. A lot of football went down. Mm. Um, week 13 is a rough week for, usually for me in fantasy, but we'll talk about that when we get down to that. I want to get started with the college football playoff world because a lot of things happen yes so obviously the college football playoff was finalized uh tcu did not get removed they got to stay in which was a surprise i did not actually predicted that pretty pretty much after i saw everything i was like yeah they'll still stay in but um there was a lot of speculation that they were gonna have ohio state and michigan play again they thought about it. I'm like, pretty sure they did because it would draw hella ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they decided to kind of stray away from it. And, of course, so now you know we have our, our matchups set. Um, so it looks like we've got good matchups. Um, you've got Michigan and – well, Michigan and TCU. I mean, it is what it is. And then Ohio, but this Ohio State-Georgia matchup, though. Well, you know, I was asked on Facebook who I'm going with. Who do you think I'm going with? I mean, I know you're going with Ohio State. Of course. I, I, I'm an Ohio State fan. I can't, I can't help it. Um, how confident I am in picking Ohio State, that's a different story. Right. Um, Georgia was the best team last year. They were the best team this year. And they're the reigning champs. And, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they stomp Ohio State. Nor would I be surprised if Ohio State could pull off an upset. Yeah. Um, I don't ex- I expect this game to be a if you want to call it a close game 
uh, seven points. I think somebody's going to have a game-winning drive in this game. Okay, I see what you got going on there. Um, But, man. I do think if anyone's offense amongst the three remaining teams that can hang and essentially put up points on Georgia would be Ohio State. Now, I also think Michigan – actually, I think Michigan could as well, but Ohio State's got the quarterback and the receivers – to throw the ball down the field, which yep. for those who watch the SEC championship, Georgia's secondary was being had. Oh, yes. I watched that game, and I was like, man, them in Ohio State, if C.J. Stroud can just keep that arm nice and hot, I think it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not going to sit here and say there's going to be an upset where Ohio State beats Georgia, but I'm saying when it's time for us to make those picks, we'll make those picks. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do think – Michigan TCU is okay. I do think Michigan's going to stomp them. Uh, Michigan, if you lose this game, Bruh. I will. I can never look at Harbaugh the same. I'm just. It, it, I'm just saying. I. I, I would. Oh, no, I got. To. I. I 100% have all the respect and admiration in the world for Jim Harbaugh because he because of what he did for Michigan, bringing them to an undefeated season, which is a massive accomplishment. Yeah, it hasn't so, been done in so long. So I, I'm. No matter what happens this year. You know, obviously they should be in the national championship game versus the winner of Georgia and Ohio State. But, you know, TCU is there. How about TCU falling and a lot of people thinking uh, Alabama was going to sneak in after all? Nah, fam. Hey, hey, look, Nick Saban, you can just go sit in the corner and suck your thumb now, bro. Nah, fam. Cry yourself to sleep. Listen, ain't no two-loss team like that finna just jump over this team that just won. Now, granted, they did lose in the biggest their biggest game to date, which was the Big Twelve Championship, which was rough. But they did lose to the number was it number ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Kansas, Kansas State was a good team. Yeah, this no, K State yeah. K State was a good team. Yeah, not a playoff team, but a good team. Very good team. Um, well, speaking of playoff teams, the college football world, the NCAA, did approve of the twelve team playoff expansion. That is a thing. It is going to happen. Why did I bring that up? Because I wanted to bring something to light. So they posted a mock 12-team playoff prediction for the current 2022 season. So it's funny. You and I talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. And I said this. I said this. I was like, there's no way they were going to do bye weeks. Oh, not only do they do a bye week. Yep. The top four teams had a bye. <laughs> yeah, that shit's crazy, I was dog. Like, what? Yeah, 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 so, yeah. That shit's crazy. So with your with your top four, basically what you were looking at, um, let me make sure this is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is right. Oh, because they had Utah. I see what they did there. Okay. Anywho, so basically what you would have is your top four teams would have a bye, and then number eight versus number nine would play, number five and number twelve would play, number six and number eleven would play. And number seven, number ten would play. So these this mock was done before Ohio State got moved into the final, into the four. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, it. So you would have essentially, if I put Ohio State back in there, Ohio State and TCU. I actually don't know why they had Clemson in there at number three. That actually didn't make any fucking sense. But you would have had Clemson playing Penn State. You would have had Utah playing Tulane. I was like, who the fuck is that? I couldn't. I didn't recognize. That's that crazy. You Tulane had a renaissance yeah. year, bro. Um, you would have had Tennessee yeah. versus K State, and then Alabama versus USC. Mm. I like that. I like that USC Alabama matchup. The winner would have played Michigan. 
Well, who, whoever won that would have lost. Um, to Michigan. So but then you had Clemson and Penn State. The winner would have played Ohio State. Um, you would have had Utah and Tulane would have played the the winner of that game would have played TCU, and the winner of Tennessee K State would have played Georgia. You know what? I'm I'm okay with a twelve. 12 team expansion um basically you're you're adding you have a wild card round or whatever is basically what it is very similar to kind of like baseball kind of uh, sort of yeah it's kind of like how football used to be when it was 6 and 6 so yeah 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 like that yeah. yeah so the more i slept on it and thought about it i was like all right it's not bad i'm okay with it um I, it was I, it was it was bound to happen but you know what's going to happen anyway and i told people this even when the College football playoffs started. It was like, um, when it was BCS, oh, every Lord. everybody was like, "Man, this the, the number one and number two team shouldn't be playing this and that." And I was like, "Well, okay, they're gonna they're gonna do a college football playoff. Somebody every single year is going to be left out. At what point do you finally just say to hell with it? This is this, because I was one of the people was like, look, four teams is perfect. You you have all year to claim a top four spot. That is." Perfect. You go to 12 teams now. Okay, that's cool too. But, I mean, there's a reason why most of the time the top four seeds are the top four seeds, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. 100%. Um, now, granted, if they would have just moved it to maybe eight teams, I would have been more okay with it just being eight teams. So it would be four and four playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which – I was I was fine with eight. Yeah, just the, eight, t- the top eight. Because then you could have, you know, just kind of like in college basketball, you know, you have your elite eight. Yeah. Cool with that. Twelve is a lot. Twelve is, 12 so is a, lot. a lot. But and you're gonna get a lot of trash games in there but too. What I the my counter argument to what you just said about trash games is it now, in my opinion, now is going to make every game that much more meaningful because Oh, it will, you can't, because you can yeah. Even still, to make the top twelve is still a big deal. I'm curious to see how long it's going to take for us to get an upset of someone in the top four when we start. Oh, it'll, ha- it'll probably happen the first year. I think it's going to happen. I really believe it'll happen the first year. I think um, because, like, I do believe if it was twelve teams right now, Alabama could possibly upset somebody because they're right outside the top four. Yeah. So I do. I do believe it might. It. I. I believe it'll happen the first year. But again, I think the top four teams are the top four teams for a reason. Not saying they can't be beat. Like if a top four team gets beat by number five or number six, I mean that's not a, really an upset. Well, we're talking about like number eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, like but but eight and below. Oh yeah, yeah. All, all it takes is one time. The same the same the NBA finals. All it takes or playoffs. It just yeah. takes one time. There's no there's no series. You you are not allowed to have a bad game. Mm-mm. In the NFL playoffs and in the football, football, in football, yeah, football period. period, yeah. Like basketball, you can get away with it. Baseball, you can get away with it. Hockey, you can get away with it. Even like soccer, you can get away with. Soccer, it. Soccer, well, you get because you at least play it three games. But or ba- but the but, goals but, back to come But football, in. nah, fam, one and done. One and done. And it all depends on when you lose. See, because that's the that's the next thing with college. That the next thing with college football. That's why I say somebody's going to get left out because somebody is going to be like, we should have made it because we only had two losses, this and that. And they're like, yeah, that's 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 cool and all, but you don't play in a Power Five conference. 
You don't play elite talent. You're not blowing teams out, but you're winning. I mean, well, the Power Five arguments out the window because you had Notre Dame. Well, yeah. Well, Notre Dame. I don't. Is Notre Dame even in a conference? No, they're, they're independent. independent. Yeah. And then you still also had Cincinnati. Yeah. Who was um, a? Is it ACC? It's either ACC or AAC. One of them. Yeah, they're one of those. Eh. Yeah. I always but, get I get them too confused all the time. Yeah, yeah. So, so now we're gonna go from twelve to eight to four to two to one. That's essentially our college football playoff. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, we'll see. I'm not mad at. It. I want to know how long, how how many weeks they're gonna stretch this. When is it gonna start? Well, so the biggest holdup from everything I read was actually the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl wanted to keep its same date time slot. That was the one bowl game that was essentially holding everything up. And they finally were like, all right, cool. You, you go to 12, and if we can keep this, then we'll sign off on it. So the Rose Bowl was actually holding this expansion up until they finally agreed upon that. It's a damn shame. Hey, man, we know how big the Rose Bowl is. Okay? I, I know, really, man. I, that's the granddaddy of them all. I, I know. ain't really, like, mad at them necessarily. I, I mean. ain't mad at them either, but God dog, bro. Yeah. So, in other college football news, we will touch lightly on this. But we had a coaching change. We had a massive coaching change, I guess. I can't even call it a minor one. It's a pretty massive one. Yeah. So, you had Coach Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, Primetime, whatever nickname, name you want to use for him, moved from Jackson State to Colorado, which mm -hmm. is the Pac-12. So, he moved from the SWAC <coughs> to the Pac-12, a.k.a. a Power 5 conference. Yep. And it ruffled a lot of feathers. It did. It ruffled a lot of feathers. There was a lot of people in our respective community that were upset. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. All right. So I didn't say nothing. I just kind of waited. I just kept reading. I kept reading. I kept reading. I kept reading. And then I started getting more and more pissed. As you should. So... I say that to build suspense because I will now save that, my response for that matter. For the real for talk. For the real talk. The return. The real talk will be back later on this episode. We will probably most likely close out the show with it because I have a lot to say. And there may or may not be some controversy involved. Uh, what, I, what I will say right now, though, is um, – A lot of people look at this wrong. His advancement of HBCUs were definitely felt, especially at Jackson State. Um, they weren't funded for the most part. The alumni wasn't stepping up and doing anything. So a lot every, of it was coming from his own from pocket. From his own pockets, the upgrade to the athletic facility, um, all that stuff, man. The yeah. dinners that they had. The yeah. Like now, his, his car got broken into over and over again. I mean, just... If you want him to stay, you got to take care of your own. I'm not going to lie to you. But um, the money definitely was not. And they didn't up. have the money to pay him. Yeah, the money was not adding so, up. Yeah. But, yeah. It, it, there's a lot of intricacies in in this that uh, we'll probably we'll just touch on later. But um, there's a lot of things that go on that y'all really don't pay attention to. But am I mad that he left Jackson State? Hell no. You crazy? No. And for the people that keep saying blah, 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 mind you. He told everybody at Colorado, I'm bringing my team with me. I mean, <laughs> how, much, how much better can you go about this? 
Well, we, he already brought his son with him. Oh, yeah, for shit. Sure. And he already told them, hey, my son is going to be y'all's – this is y'all's quarterback. Yep. So – Y'all can hit the transfer portal, bro. Well, transfer portal got real hot. Alabama. I was just about to say, Sticker, did you see Alabama's Alabama, transfer portal? Oh, my God. Eight, four, or five-star recruits. And that's what out of three stars, too. All hit the portal. They crossed over – they're about to cross over 1,000 – scholarship athletes in the portal that is insane everything is set up for a lot of these schools to rebuild accordingly i i did a little bit of reading into the whole transfer portal thing because i wanted to get a better under i didn't want to just talk about it not understand it so here's what i learned about the transfer portal and the more i read into it the more i was like you know what i agree with it i don't care how much these coaches get pissed off about it i agree with it for this one reason when a an athlete can transfer get in the transfer portal one time with no have with ha- without having to sit out or anything of that nature one time. The reason I don't have a problem with that is because if you think about the entire landscape of college football, and let's say you go to a school like let's just a school like Alabama, and you're the number three running back, but you're a five star recruit. Yep. Insert a guy like Alvin Kamara yep. who had to go to Tennessee. Like, you see where I'm going with that? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I love the transfer portal. I don't care what nobody like, got to say. I love it for the fact that you can go in the transfer portal at least one time with no penalty, per se. Now, if you go into the transfer portal multiple times, okay, you need to get your life together. But that one time, because of whatever the situation is going well, on. Well, here, here, here's the flip side of that. These coaches go, and they promise a lot of these people, you're going to be the starter. You're going to be my guy. You're going to be my guy. You're going to well. I mean, it was what is it? 11, 11 positions on the field, give or take. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. on both sides. That, yes, eleven positions. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you go to three quarterbacks that are five star recruits, four star recruits, whatever. Like you're going to be my guy. You're going to, and then they get on campus. It's like, yo, you said I was going to be your guy. Now you're telling me this person's. You know, it's, um, imagine, imagine if Cam Newton didn't have to pretty much sit a year leaving uh, Florida and going to Auburn because Tim yeah. Tebow was still there, and then he ended up leaving. Oh, yeah, the transfer portal existed back then, boy. Ooh-wee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. A lot of a lot of things. I agree with the transfer portal. I mean, if I want to switch freaking jobs when I'm 18, I can switch freaking jobs. I want to switch jobs when I'm 28, I can do that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to hear the nonsense. So. Like, because the same, just like you said, if as a coach, a coach that can leave and take a different job, a better job, however you want to view it, and get paid more without any penalty, why as a athlete a student athlete don't care if it's football basketball whatever the case might be why is the athlete not allowed to do the same thing my, my biggest thing is I, I i don't know if you watch all american no okay so all american right now is in a scene where the coach uh was basically giving scholarships away for players injuring star players that's basically what's going on in all american right now they ain't ran the whole backstory so players injuring, injuring star, star players right so I'm not saying anybody's coaching like that, but what I'm saying is what if something has been going on for years before you get there and while you're there, boom, the hammer drops on this school and you're like, whoa, we're banned from bowl contention. We're banned from playoff contention. Insert Penn State. Exactly. We can't, we can't have, uh, we can't give our scholarships or whoever's on scholarships right now is pretty much who's here. If, if your quarterback is a senior and the, the fines come down and this and that and you're robbed, you you can't get no scholarships, this and that. It's like, yo, you kind of, especially if you're a receiver. Oh, my God. You're like, yo, what the hell? 
Yeah. And so you're kind of screwed. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I agree with the transfer portal. Hell yeah. I mean, the grass ain't always green on the other side either, but I mean. No, but I, I like the I, I like the transfer portal, and I like the NIL deals. I just, I hope, and I hope that as these, these young men and women get bigger and bigger NIL deals, that they get financial advisors so that they don't become 19, 20, 21-year-olds who are broke in five years. A statistic, essentially. Like, you get this kind of a deal, you need to go ahead and get you a financial advisor. And I'm not saying go get your parents, nothing like that. No, 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 no. Go get somebody who deals with money on the regular. Yeah. Learn how to invest that money. Learn how to save money if you don't already know how. Because, you know, just like our parents, you say, oh, that money burning a hole in your pocket. If I yep. was the, the man I am now at 18, at 18 <laughs> and I got an NIL deal of $5 million, fuck you think I'm finna do? I'm buying up the whole city I'm acting young. A, I'm acting a damn fool because that's just what I knew. I didn't know about saving money. I didn't know about investing money. I didn't know about all this shit. I damn sure ain't know about credit. So I would have bought a dumbass, outlandish-ass vehicle. Yep. Like, I would have I'd have went to some club, bought the whole, what, what, bought, a, what, bought a section. What, what was the uh the vehicle you had in college? Oh, I had a BMW. The uh No, not the BMW, the other one. The uh, Oh, my Crown Vic. The, boy, the Crown Vic would have been slabbed out if you was 18 boy, with the Crown Vic. Hey, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I probably would have put, I probably would have put 28s on that motherfucker. Yeah. I probably would have put 28s on that bitch. Oh, man. 28s Crown Vic would have slabbed. In, 28s, 15s in the trunk. Oh, yeah, I'd have done some oh, stupid, man. stupid shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. But, like, had I gotten that deal and sat down with the financial advisor and, like, all right, what's my 5, 10, 15, 20-year plan now? At least I know, even if my college career don't work out and I don't make it pro, I found a way to extend that $5 million at least, at least for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And hopefully... I was also able to get my degree on top of that so I can continue kind of building for my future family, you know, type of shit like mm -hmm. that. And that's my thing. Because not all these – we know all these college athletes ain't finna go to GoPro. Yep. So it's like you got, you got to kind of play that game. And that that's my only hope and wish for those young men and women is that they at least seek and obtain any and all financial or the, uh, my, advising or the, knowledge. Or with that being said – the university should at least provide some kind of financial advisory help because I wouldn't want any help from the universities because they're going to find a way to manipulate that. Of course. I, but, I'd rather these young men and women seek the help out. Elsewhere. But, 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 but here's also the problem with that too. You go and seek the wrong, you go and you, you, could. you get the wrong now, person too. Maybe you just, maybe you take some finance classes. Well, that's what I mean. Okay. So when I say financial advisories, they should all have to go through some kind of – because high school, when, even when you're in economics in high school, the only thing they teach you how to do is some damn taxes. You don't learn anything really in economics in high school. Absolutely. You don't learn anything economics that's going to help you in your future. You don't learn about credit score. The only thing you learn about is taxes. Yeah. Which is – I mean – Fair point. So, I mean, yeah, you might learn to balance a checkbook in economics, but, I mean, Ooh. they don't – stuff like – Going through the process of, hey, you got this money that you just came upon. Now you want to buy a house. Okay, well, here's everything that goes into when you buy a house. Here's everything that goes into when you're buying a house with the taxes and things like that. When you get a car, the taxes and stuff like that. So, um, 
maybe the coaches, because I do believe over the university, the coaches have the best interests for their for their players and kids going on, for yeah. most of them. So maybe the coaches should bring in some outside sources or maybe they should reach out to like banks or something to see if they want to sponsor these classes yeah. on financial advisory and not give them from somebody a financial teacher inside the institution, but get somebody from the outside. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I get you. I mean, but that, and that, that's my whole concern with that is I just want those kids to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be broke when you graduate. You know, hell, the really and truly, one of the first things you should do with that NIL money is pay the rest of your tuition off. Big because facts. Guess what? There's this thing out there where people assume because you're a full ride scholarship athlete that your school is free. Nah, fam, that ain't the case. No, it ain't. As a full-ride scholarship athlete, that is not the case. Academic scholarship, different ballgame. Yeah. Athletic scholarship, there's still money to be paid, so pay your shit off. Not only that, if you get hurt, bro, and they pull your scholarship, now you're just stuck. You're assed out. So put some uh, money away. Make sure your shit is paid. You know. That would be the first thing I would I would advise any player to yeah. do, like pay your tuition. Because I, I also, you know, I just I worry about things like, you know, like, all right, Let's take a poke kid from the hood to go to a big school, get this NIL deal. Now all your family finna come out there with their hands out. And, you know, you being the person you are, you're going to try to take care of these people. Yep. But now what? What happened when you stop doing the handouts? You know. People go disappearing. Yeah. So let's, you know, let's 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 do something to help kind of take care of our, our young men and women that are essentially becoming young millionaires. Facts. All right. So now that we've gone on that soapbox for a little bit, Let's talk about some NFL stuff. NFL coming down to the wire, people. Yes, it is. So, let's start with our season-long bottle bet. <sighs> you so, gained some ground this weekend. Uh, no, not, I don't think so. I, I think, think I, you gained about. A, I think you gained the game. I may have. I hadn't really looked, but our season-long records. DJ Micah B is sitting at 111, 66, and motherfucking two. Another fucking Giants. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate the fucking Giants Another for this game, dog. Fucking, and it will be your fucking team. I know, man. It's so, both of my damn teams. That's the so, problem. So here's the thing. I learned this, and I did not believe this to be true. The last time the Giants had a tie was against the Washington Redskins at the time. Guess who the Washington Commanders play out of their bye week? The Giants. <laughs> oh my god dog i read that and i did not believe it for i didn't believe it and then i read it and then i did some digging and i looked and i'm like this is unbelievable the only one of the only other teams that's played like the same opponent essentially after a bye week was like the pittsburgh steelers um way back when so i was like all right well that shit happened so to me, that just didn't make any kind of sense. But I was like, I didn't think we would have two ties in a fucking season. But of course, we had two fucking ties. And two of them are both my fucking teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how that shit happened. That's but trash. Anyway, yeah. So I don't like ties. I hate, I fucking hate ties. Um. So currently that puts my season long record at 107 73 and 2. So I'm down four, <laughs> I'm four so I'm four games back. So 
even still, what I what I must say is we got some pretty damn good picks. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, sure. Like our picks compared to a lot of the pros and stuff that we watch that have all the access to the analytics and all that other fancy shit and we really don't. We just have fandom and the things that we know. We got the two eyes that God gave us. Yeah, and we still I mean, not too bad. We're we're on week fourteen. I can't, and we're both well over five hundred. Well, I can't believe, man. You know, the thing that pissed me off more than the tie is that Chicago and Justin Fields actually lost that damn game. Yeah, I couldn't freaking. I was like, I looked at the score at the end of the third quarter. I was like, oh yeah, I was right, baby. Let's go. My uncle was like, man, the Packers. They he did he he crying in the garage talking about. Man, Aaron Rodgers, this and that, blah, 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 going off. And I'm like, I said, Bray, it's going to be okay. It's all right, man. They they rivals this and that. And I was like, hey, I'm going to catch you later. I got to run home. And he was like, all right. I get to my house. I start cooking. I turn on the TV, and I look at the bottom. Because I was watching I, I was watching the end of the Texans game whenever uh, I saw the score. Yeah, yeah, And then I was with the Cowboys. What's the, no, the Cowboys played that night. They I played that night. I forgot who played that uh that second game on uh, Fox, or that, that that three o'clock game on Fox, I can't remember right now. I don't remember off the top of my head. But um, I'm watching the game, and then the ticket comes across at the bottom that the Packers won the game, and I couldn't freaking. And then two minutes later, I get a phone call from my uncle. You all right? I know you say you picked him on the podcast. You good? I said, man, get off my damn phone, dog. Dog, that Packers game. That Packers. That is the main reason why I lost my money league matchup. Because he had Christian Watson, and Christian Watson was rolling a fucking zero, and that motherfucker ended up with 28 goddamn points in PPR. Because he had not only a receiving touchdown, that motherfucker had a 30-yard rushing touchdown, too. Has Aaron Rodgers found his guy? I think so. For now. For now. At least he's for supposed this season. To, he's supposed to get Romeo Dobbs back, potentially... Next week as well, maybe this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I think it's a little too late though. Um, yeah, I still think it's Minnesota. Minnesota's gonna win that division, which means our the, division the, pick was right the, on that regard. The, the Packers are um, eight losses or seven losses. Eight. They're five and eight on the season. Yeah, I think that that I don't I don't care if they went out and go nine and eight. I just don't I don't see them getting in at this point, even as a wild card. Um, the NFC East is too stacked for them. The NFC East might the NFC East could possibly get three teams in. So. Yeah, but the NFC is still fairly weak, so it's not. It wouldn't be impossible to see. I, yeah, it's not impossible, but I know you got your you got your four division winners. Yes, you're going to have at least one other person from the NFC East. Um, yeah. I don't know if San Francisco is going to win a division. Yeah, I think they will. But um, who else is in San Francisco's division? The um, Rams. The the Rams, the Niners, the Rams, the Cardinals, and uh, shit. The Rams, Cardinals, and uh, I can't even think of who the it, um. It's slipping my, it's slipping me right now. I know it too. What the fuck? Oh my god! Wow, how the hell do we have a brain fart? I, I, I don't. I, I have no idea how how this happened, but. Normally we would normally we with the shits, so. No. Not today. I'll tell you what, um I'm gonna look at I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the uh 
these. I'm, I'm, let me see. Okay, so here we go right here. Your, if I had to predict the, I'm going I'm to see if I can predict whether they'll make oh, it or not. So it's Niners, Rams, Cardinals, Seahawks. Seahawks, there we go. Okay, so um, why am I only getting the AFC? Get the NFC. I don't want that. Okay, here we go. Um, so I'll say for sure, I think without a shadow of a doubt, the Eagles are going to win <laughs> the NFC East. Eagles may fuck around and still be the number one overall seed. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings. Now, I know the Vikings will. are close. I do know they're close. They're right behind them. Yeah, the Vikings will definitely win their division. But, I mean, um, the Eagles do. The Eagles would have to drop two games. At least. They would have to drop two games for Minnesota to overtake them. Yeah. Um, I do believe the Buccaneers are going to win. Yeah, they'll uh, win their division. Um, and they'll get in. They the should N- be fine. The NFC West is tricky right now just because Jimmy G went down. Um, but yeah. the Seahawks are 7-5. and five. Yeah, the Seahawks so, are. Yeah, Seahawks should be fine. Let's, let's, let, let's, just, let's just say the 49ers make it in. So there's your four right there. Okay, so that means that you have Seattle as a wild card team. Right. So I, I still have Seattle making it. I think the, the, the Cowboys will make it in. And I think the Giants are going to end with a better record than the Packers as well. So I don't see them. I don't. Even, I don't see them sneaking in at all, unless okay. somebody just collapses. And the Redskins still have a very good chance of ending up with a better record than the Packers as well. Oh, the um, Commanders! I was like, Redskins. oh yeah, the Commanders. My bad. So I don't know, man. Uh, I think it's a little too late for the for for the Packers with Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Watson connection. But they're gonna try. Of course, they're gonna try. But who knows? Somebody could collapse. They. End up nine and eight. I mean, the 49ers could collapse, and then next thing you know, they make it in at nine and eight, and they do what they did a couple of years ago, uh, some years ago, not even a couple, some years ago, where they got rolling the wild card round and went to yeah. the Super Bowl. I mean, you still have Aaron Rodgers, even though he's not having his best season, but who's to say how he's going to play in the playoffs? It's a whole yep. different league at that point. So, looking at our favorite thing, the Tankathon. The Houston Texans still hold the number one overall pick with a seven-game losing streak. Right behind them at number two are the Chicago Bears on a six-game losing streak. Wow. That number two pick arguably is the most valuable pick in the draft. More valuable than the number one pick. You want to know why? Yes, I do, because I'm not understanding. Because you know for a fact the Houston Texans are probably going to draft a quarterback. I don't think they will. But you, you, you can't tell me that you think it's gonna be Davis Mills or Kyle Allen. I don't know, man, because the Texans have done some pretty ridiculous shit. You're in right. Their time. But but um, what's the word that we always like to use? But um, follow me here. Chicago has the number two overall pick. Chicago has a franchise quarterback. This is a good point. A lot of teams are needing a quarterback, i.e., possibly the Detroit Lions, the Indianapolis Colts. The Carolina Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the Panthers. The number the number two pick, that's why it becomes so valuable because you have at least five quarterbacks in this upcoming draft. The Bears don't need a quarterback. So they can essentially trade and go down. They can go down and acquire more picks to continue building around Justin Fields and building that defense. That's a very good freaking point. So um, Let's but see. you let's, know what? It so, seems like every year something like this happens. So let's let's play this game. So here's here's my opinion on teams that I feel like need a quarterback. This is just me going down this line here. All right, the New Orleans New Orleans Saints need a quarterback. 
Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. Indianapolis Colts need a quarterback. Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback. Detroit Lions remains to be seen. I won't say that they need a quarterback yet because Jared Goff has proven to be probably what Dan Campbell needs as far as quarterbacks go. Yeah, Jared Goff is um, a good quarterback. I like what Washington has with Taylor Heineke. Uh, Tennessee needs a quarterback. I think Tennessee needs a quarterback. Well, I've been. Next, yeah. what, so, what? so those teams that I just named all need a, all need a quarterback. Now, obviously, Tennessee has the number 21 pick. Um, Atlanta's number 10. Indianapolis is number 9. Carolina's number 6. So they're all in play. The New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints do not. Oh, the New Orleans Saints don't have their first round pick because Philly has it. Yep. So again, and that's another pick. The Phillies pick becomes very valuable because oh, very, they very Hurts. valuable. So Detroit has the number four pick and the number fifteen pick. You think Philly could get somebody to go uh, on the other side of 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 on the defense on uh, which one to call it? Whatever they got, somebody for the uh, number five pick. Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm going to get a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a young stud pass rusher gotcha. at five unless somebody just offers me something ridiculous. You also have Seattle at number three. That's a very intriguing situation. Do you rock and roll with Geno Smith as your franchise guy, or what do you do? I personally feel that Geno has earned because I don't think I don't think this is like the draft of a couple of years ago where it was loaded with a shit ton of quarterbacks no no i i agree so i i believe that gino has actually earned another year already yeah to be I, the like, starting I feel like that about like not, that's how i feel about jared goff too me too like yeah. jared goff is he is what he is he's not a bad quarterback he's really not he's really jared goff is he's is, a good quarterback he's an above average quarterback yeah, he, if, if i had to rank him overall he's, he's he'd be than, somewhere between 14 and 18 like he's good he's better than baker mayfield Everybody's better than Baker Mayfield. I know. I just wanted to say that. Besides Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I lied. I'd probably take Davis Mills anyway. So, if you had your choice, Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's your quarterback? Oh, Jimmy G. Okay. I just, you know, I was curious. Jimmy G. And and a lot of people might be like, man, no. And a lot of people say Jimmy G. There was something I heard on uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max this morning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was... For all the flack that Jimmy G gets, the only reason why he gets as much flack as he gets as a quarterback is because he was supposed to be the successor to Tom Brady. Not only that, when he plays quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, all of a sudden the 49ers look like an elite team that can win a championship. When he's hurt and he's not playing, they go to shit every single time. Yeah. They go to shit. And so at some point, it just has to be that he understands the system on a chemical level, even though his talent might not equate as a star quarterback. So so Seattle, thanks to Denver, obviously, has the number three pick. Seattle also has the number 20 pick. Yeah, very nice. So Seattle's in a good position to begin their rebuild. Seattle's in a good position um, to trade down. The Texans are, obviously we know that the first pick, that Cleveland pick is now the 13th pick. Still not bad. One in 13. I would definitely, I'd probably trade back for sure. From 13? No, from one. Oh, you're saying like, oh, like you would trade the number one overall. Yeah, pick. yeah. I mean, with the if the with the right package, fuck yeah. Yeah. Knowing that I had the number 13 pick, like I would be calling Carolina at six. Yep. I would probably call Indianapolis at nine. 
Yeah, I'm 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 pro- I'm, I'm going to trade definitely, my. I'm definitely looking at Carolina and Atlanta for sure, as two teams that I would possibly look at. So here's the intriguing thing: um, teams teams that don't actually need a quarterback because they think they have their quarterback of the future, but aren't good teams is who the Texans I would feel should also look into. Like if they don't want to draft a quarterback, how about um a team like. Hell, let's say like a team like Jacksonville, all right? Jacksonville's a seven. Right, so let's say like a team like Jacksonville. Look, y'all don't want a quarterback, but you believe the player that you want will get drafted before you get there, but if you get, get the trade, you can get your get your player in the Texas to take the number seven pick and, hell, a fifth or sixth round pick, whatever. Nah, fam, so, that's not – look, you know how the number one overall pick is. Boys be mortgaging whole-ass futures on the number one overall pick. I don't – See, I, the I, Texans need as much draft capital as they can get their hands on. So if I'm trading with Jacksonville and I'm taking the number seven pick, I want the number seven pick, and I, I'll even consider letting you keep your second, but I want your third, your three, four, five. You know what? You you, you know why I wouldn't? If I'm the Texans, I wouldn't do the three. I mean, we got Nick Casario now, so it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But history of the Texans show they suck at drafting freaking late any damn way so if that's the case give me give me your first and a future a future second somewhere because it's right. just it, it, it's these, I mean, these dudes can't the Texans can't draft past the second round and that's I mean, a if fact. you want to if you want to trade with us you know what I'm saying we are 17 no we we, we don't want to trade with y'all I mean, we'll take the number one. Pick. No, we're not. We're not Bill trading Bill, with Bill y'all. Bill Belichick can do some great things. No, we're not. One. No, no, we're not trading because with y'all. Let me tell you what Bill Belichick will do with the number one overall pick. Trade that bitch. Yeah, yeah, we're not trading with y'all because you're gonna you're gonna get the trade, then you're gonna trade it again. Yeah, we'll trade that bitch and get even more back. The the whole thing is the Patriots, or maybe it's just Bill Belichick. I don't freaking know. Patriots are better at evaluating talent. Talent. So true. Some so, of the, some of the players the Texans draft. Like in the first in the first two rounds, normally they're pretty good at getting like either a yeah, yeah, good yeah. player or whatever, not really superstars. But after the second round, these motherfuckers ain't they can't draft. They can't draft. I mean, it hell, it takes an army. It takes an army to draft. It, it might take an army to draft, but I tell you who it doesn't take to draft: Bill O'Brien, and he's gone. Praise God, Hallelujah. Thank you. Yep. That's why a lot of people are transferred from Alabama. So Just saying. How about your boy, Baker Mayfield, got cut. My boy, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, no. <laughs> he just tried to casually throw that shit in there. No, <laughs> never. So Baker was cut by the Panthers, only to be claimed on waivers by the Los Angeles Rams. Rumor has it that he was being looked at by the San Francisco 49ers. And that's pretty much it. I don't think I didn't hear of any other rumblings of any other teams. At least from what I was reading. I'm sure there was I imagine there was probably four teams. Why? I don't know. Maybe New Orleans thought about it. Cause I was gonna say New Orleans. You know, this is me speculating, obviously. Maybe Atlanta thought about it, but why? You you need to see what you have in Desmond Ritter first of all because you just got this rookie just sitting on the bench. Um, I can't imagine anybody else that would have taken a flight. Maybe Seattle. For what? Competition sake. 
Because Geno Smith is a better quarterback no, no, than Baker Mayfield. You're right. But remember, when the Baker Mayfield speculation was going on, Pete Carroll and company was rumored to be interested. So now you can get him for a million dollars. Man, let me tell you something real quick, okay? Well, you ain't got to tell me nothing. I can't, no, 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 but, but, but let me tell you something real quick. You know, anything that when a black person say, man, let me tell you something, you either going to laugh, it's going to be true, or it's going to be a bunch of BS. Let me tell y'all something, listeners out there. Look. Skip Bayless has been wrong from the get-go. Facts. Skip Bayless has only been right to me about two quarterbacks. And only two quarterbacks he's been right about was Vince Young and RG3. And y'all can say whatever y'all want to about RG3, but RG3 did win Rookie of the Year. And he was pretty much balling until he busted up his knee. Um, yeah. And before y'all say, well, Vince Young is out the league, this and that. Need I remind you, Vince Young took a trash Tennessee team that was in the same division as the Texans the next year to the playoffs. You can say what you want, and then Kerry Collins came in and took that team to even bigger heights. So, don't want to hear it. The facts say if Skip Bayless back you, you're not going to be good. Yeah, he backs, Sh- he backs Kyler Murray too. Sh- sh- should, I, <laughs> should I lead with Matt Leinart? Oh, my God. Mm. I'm going to lead with Matt Leinart. Okay, Matt Leinart is one. You know, he the only you know one of the only quarterbacks he doesn't fully stand behind is his own quarterback. Yes. And he and, and Dak has been better than every other quarterback that he's stood behind except Tom Brady. Except Tom Brady. But he yeah, but he didn't stand behind Tom Brady when Tom Brady's about to get drafted, so that doesn't count. No, but the way he yeah. de- you know the way he defended, um, him, you know. He was wrong about Johnny Manziel. 100%. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the uh, uh, man? I can't think of the dude name that came on first take and was like, Johnny Manziel has bus written all over him, and he absolutely nailed that shit. I'll never forget. I was like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I said. His decision making is bad. He does a lot of improvision, and the the uh the speed of the game is going to be too much for him because linemen will get to you in four seconds. There's not no five six. Seven. You're not outrunning defensive ends in the NFL. Unless you have good enough space, you're not outrunning them. Unless you're just a blazer. Yeah. A Jalen Hurts, a Kyler Murray, you know, even a Deshaun Watson type. What was what's the uh the, the uh 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 I, well he he kind of got hurt a lot, but Sam Bradford was another one. Uh, Sam Bradford actually had the talent. He just he just kept on getting hurt. And don't even get me started about the butt fumble. All these. Oh, do- Marky Sanchez. Uh, Tim Tebow. I mean, he had a Boy, whole song went, for Tim Tebow. He, he went, went ham, ham on Tim Tebow. I'm trying. Look, man. Only to get embarrassed by the Patriots in the playoffs. Yeah, I said what I said. Yeah, he did get embarrassed in the because playoffs. yeah, yep. They beat us in the regular season, but beating Bill Belichick's teams twice are very difficult. Things did they really? I thought I thought they lost in the regular season, but it was close. No, they beat us in the regular season, and he, then in the in the uh, in the playoff, and, we shut his ass down. And, and you know what else? You know what's crazy about Tim T the Tim Tebow situation? The next year, everything that Stephen A. said proved to be true. Because he was like, you keep talking about Tim Tebow, but the defense is the one holding the teams from scoring when Tim Tebow gave up short fields. It was Von Miller and them boys back there that was doing the work. Um, Look, bro. I don't wish bad on nobody ever. I absolutely wish Baker Mayfield the best. That's how he pays his bills. That's how he feeds his family. All of that. But the fact of the matter is, he can't throw the ball in the NFL. I don't, I mean, I, I don't know what else to tell you. He yes. Ha- he, like, has his moments, but 
He's, he needs to humble himself. You know, you know what he is? A lot of people might be like, man, don't do my boy like that. But you know what he is? He is the J.R. Smith of the NFL. Wow. He has these flashes where he looks freaking amazing. He has flashes with, I mean, J.R. Smith once shot 11 three-pointers, shot and made 11 three-pointers in the game. J.R. Smith has had moments when he went off for 40 in an NBA game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's consistency. And he's also had boneheaded plays in the NBA exactly. finals with LeBron James. And it's consistency. And the greats and the goods are consistent in how good they play. And Baker Mayfield has not been – Skip Bayless has been stuck on these damn 11 games – from three years ago or two years ago, whatever it is, for the past couple of years. You know, for those last 11 games, he had the highest QBR in pro football. Don't nobody give a fuck. We don't care. You know why he had the highest? Because he had guys like Nick Chubb and Kareem Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Kareem Jackson. Kareem Jackson played for the Texans. He had guys like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt who would take pressure off of any damn quarterback. And Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry. And his favorite guy, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Exactly. Like the, 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 I know we talk about him in fantasy a lot, but when Baker Baker's first year when he kind of really took over as a starter when uh, Kevin Stefanski yep. became the coach, he was throwing the ball down to the slot receiver, which was Donovan Peoples-Jones at yep. the time, because that's the first time you had even heard this guy's name. Fact of the matter is, the team that Cleveland put together when when Kevin Stefanski Kevin Stefanski's first year. After and they fired, was it Freddie Kitchens? Or after whatever? they fired, yeah, yeah, after yeah. they fired Freddie Kitchens, that team was already stacked, and it elevated how good Baker yeah. Mayfield was because they were just that damn good. Now, mind you, he played well in those two games against Pittsburgh to beat them and then to go to the playoffs. Like he did, he yeah, I'm but not, everybody predicted that one. I, I, not I, not beating them twice. I predicted it. I did. I didn't predict them beating them twice. I now did. I I had a feeling they beat them that first time. That playoff game, I was a little. Back and forth on. I, I remember uh, I had a coworker named uh, Mr. Ray, Ray Hightower. Okay. Me and him were going into Wild Card Weekend that year, which is, I think, my first year at uh, Palmer. Okay. In my job now. And Mr. Ray was like, what you think the upset of the weekend is going to be? I said, oh, Cleveland is going to beat Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh don't know what the hell they got going on right now. And he was like, really? I was like, I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh did fall apart. Yeah, because they, fe they fell apart. They were, like they, they were undefeated and they then they fell and apart. They were 11-0. Yeah. And he was like. So you telling me I should bet money in Vegas on Cleveland? I said not only bet, you should triple whatever the hell you got going on. So if you're going to bet 100, bet 300 cuz you're going to you're going to double or triple that money. He bet $500 on Cleveland and he quadrupled his money. He won $2,000 just like that and he was just, and he gave me 100. He was like, "Here you go. You were right." I was like, "I know because I'm watching Pittsburgh crumble." The eye test says. Yeah. So I thought they were going to beat them twice. Maybe some, and and it was back to back. Was it back to back weeks? I yeah. think it was back to back weeks. End of the end of the play, end of the yeah. regular season, first game, first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, because I think they won the division that year. They did. Um, Baker had some good some good points. Maybe if Baker was as good as an actor as he was as a quarterback, <laughs> he would he would uh. Hey, hey all I'm at, saying is at home with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. All, all, all I'm saying is Baker, if you don't. Make it in the NFL, you could definitely have a good acting career. Yeah. Speaking of Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, how'd you feel about Deshaun Watson's first game back? Uh, it was pretty much what I expected. A lot of uh, a, a lot of mishaps. 
a lot of timing issues. Like I said, nothing can make up for game speed. Well, that and being out 700 days. What I, my biggest takeaway from that game is patience. Yeah. I feel like his coach, Kevin Stefanski, rushed the shit out of trying to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. When you have a running back like a Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt, I think uh, you should have established the play action, and which he didn't. And I don't think they because mind. I don't think they ran the ball enough to do that. And it's Exa- because, exactly, yeah, because that end zone interception that Deshaun Watson threw, trying to force that ball to Donovan Peoples Jones, was not necessary. No. Now I was impressed with Deshaun's escape escapability. Because he should have got sacked on one of them plays, and that motherfucker spun out. And I was like, all right, that's the Deshaun I remember. Like, that guy. Yeah, you see flashes. Which is good. It just sucks that he missed three-fourths of the season. But I do think this is a team, and of course, we'll talk about this on the podcast. This will probably be season six. By the time we get to the NFL offseason, I believe yeah. that'll be season six. We'll I believe talk it'll about be season our, six. We'll talk about our um our dark horses and our our predictions like we did going in what we did for season two. Mm-hmm. Which our predictions was not too far off. Not too far off. I'm gonna go back and listen to that show. Besides besides me with the Packers. Um Yeah, I, 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 I picked Minnesota. You did. I definitely blew that. I didn't I envisioned men I did pick Minnesota to go to the playoffs. I just thought the Packers would have had a better record. I can tell you right now. This is cray-cray. All right. Um, So we had – no, wait. Let me make sure that's the right one. Because I I have all the divisions, but I didn't circle them like I wanted to. Nope, that's right. Okay. So we had – I had Bills, Bengals – and then you had the Titans for the AFC South. I think we both had the Titans, actually. Yeah, because um, we were both back and forth yeah, on uh, we went Indianapolis with, with Jonathan um, Taylor. We went with the Chargers. Clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. Um, NFC East, we went with the Eagles. Um, Clearly I went, right. I went with the Vikings for the NFC North. We went with the Packers. Packers. I went with the, we both went with the Bucks. And we were also dead wrong in the NFC West. We both went with the Rams. Yeah, we were dead ass wrong on that one. But we got the, the Bills. Right, the Bengals are in a position to probably win that division. Uh, I think, I think, especially uh, we don't know how lo- how long out Lamar Jackson is going to be. True, he's well, and, he's out. He's he's tentatively out probably two weeks right now, and, but he'll probably um, be out longer. Not only that, uh, Jamar Chase is back and he's healthy. Higgins is balling without Jamar Chase, and they're only going to get better now because that team is really, really starting to click. Because I'm not worried about two things. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh, and I'm not worried about Cleveland. Yeah. Um, so the so, only divisions that we were wrong the most on was the West. Of course. Because we had the Rams and Charter, but the rest of them, I mean, pretty damn. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll definitely take it. Because um, I essentially was 6-2. and two. Who, did, who, who do we pick to the AFC? Do we both pick the Chargers in the uh, AFC West? Yeah, because you know what? Um, because we had a feeling that the Chiefs would take a step back. Clearly, they took two steps forward. I'm not going to say they took two steps forward, but clearly they didn't fall off any. No, 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 no. Not, not as much as we thought. I did not expect the Niners. We had the Seahawks finishing last. 
Clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. Uh, we also had the Cardinals finishing second. Also clearly wrong. Clearly wrong. Um, we both picked the right team to win. Yeah, 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 for sure. But interesting, we also had the well. I I had the Giants finishing last. You had the Giants finishing third. And that could still go either way. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. Um, uh, we also had the Jets finishing last in the AFC East. That, that was wrong. Well, for now, it's wrong. For now, it's wrong. But we'll see how the season shapes out. Um, in the NF- AFC North, we had the Steelers finishing last. That might actually be the Ravens now. Um, AFC South, we don't have to talk about it. We knew who was going to finish last. That was The interesting one is actually the middle between the Colts and Jags. That one can flip. That one can actually flip. Jacksonville's 4-8. and eight, Indianapolis People pick the Buccaneers, right? Yes. Okay. Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Yeah. Which Bucks. is ironic because the Falcons are actually number two. And the Saints are last. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that. that. That's crazy. So, like I said, our division picks were not bad. Like, they genuinely were not bad. At least the winners. Yeah, the winners. The winners weren't bad. Um, let's get into some power rankings since we're okay. already here. All right, so we're not going to go through 30, 32 all the way to one. We're going to focus on the top 10 because the top 10 is what matters anyway. So, at number 10, we have the Seattle Seahawks. Number nine, Baltimore Ravens. The at number eight, Miami Dolphins. Number seven, San Francisco 49ers. Number six, the Cincinnati Bengals. Number five, the Minnesota Vikings. Number four, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, this next one's hard. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. Number two, the Buffalo Bills. And number one, the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Chiefs lost to the Bengals, so the Cowboys jumped the Chiefs. Okay, first of all. That's utter bullshit. Let's get that out the way. Because I do not think on a – I don't think in the playoffs that we're in the Super Bowl, I guess what that would be, that the Cowboys would beat the Chiefs. I don't believe the Cowboys – I don't believe the Cowboys would beat the Chiefs. That's that's utter bullshit. The Cowboys because should drop. I do not think – I don't think the Cowboys' defense Oh, is sorry, as, John L. I don't think the Cowboys' defense is as good as the Buccaneers' defense to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I said it because I don't. Because at least with the Tampa defense, they had great two corners, two linebackers, one safety, and a good pass rush. I'm tired of telling y'all. I've been telling y'all this for weeks. If there is no pass rush from that Cowboys defensive line and defensive front, they will get burned over the top. They, they're going to, and especially the, the, with well, Diggs back there. Well, and the blueprint has already been shown of how to run against the Cowboys. Because what a lot of the teams that beat the, the three teams that beat the Cowboys, they ran at Micah Parsons yep. with a blocker to slow him down. Is that always going to work? No. But if you have a good enough running back, it's absolutely going to work. Mind you, the Cowboys still have to play the Eagles. Mind you, the Bengals have a good enough running back. Two of them. <laughs> Two. I mean, the Chiefs do too. Clyde Hilaire is very good. No, 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 no. He's not the starter. I know, but he's still very good. But you have Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco. Of course. Isaiah Pacheco has been balling. Yeah. And so... I think this will be, I think this will be Baltimore's last week in the top ten of the power rankings. Um, your Giants dropped to twelve, by the way. That's bullshit. I just wanted okay. to let you know. Well, them and though it's them and the Commanders, they're eleven and twelve. Oh, okay, not bad. Who's like, number ten? Seahawks. They are seven and five. They had the lowest record in the top ten. So I mean, yeah, about say yeah, yeah. They, 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 the Seahawks, Giants, and. Redskins are all a kind of in that same boat. Yeah, and then the Titans are um, right there. Titans and Jets as well because they're both seven and five. They're thirteen and fourteen. So that's I, you, so I, really I can't truly, help but feel bad for Derrick yeah. Henry. He needs a fucking 10, quarterback. Ten through fourteen is interesting. Lots of flip flopping that can go on. 
But I think, yeah, I think Baltimore is going to be out of the top 10 after this. Yeah, um, man, it sucks. San, um, San Francisco may drop, but we'll see how Mr. Relevant does at quarterback. Um, don't call him that. Now, they've got to, because they do, now they do play Tampa this weekend. So that'll be interesting to say the least. Where's Tampa? Tampa is 16 at 6 and 6. Mm. Great win on Monday night, by the way. Great to sweep, win. To sweep the Saints. Not just beat, sweep. So good job, Tom Brady, knocking off. First of all, getting your 55th game winning drive. Good old Tampa Bay. And sweeping the team that has been whooping your ass since you got to Tampa. Well, not only did you beat them, you swept them. Yeah, well, the quarterback that was whooping his ass since he got to Tampa is gone now. Yeah. But he did beat Drew Brees when it mattered, which is in the playoffs. But that's yeah. the only thing that matters. True. So, um, any any other disagreements with the top ten? Uh, no, I think they got the top ten teams right. Um, I definitely feel like the Chiefs should be at number at least number three. Where's the Vikings? Five, right below Kansas City. Okay, yeah, I have no problem with that. Um. Wait, wait, I do. Wait, wait, I have a problem with that because Dallas is higher than both of them. I mean, Dallas did beat down Minnesota, though. Yeah, but they didn't. But I don't think they're better than Kansas City. I don't, I don't think they're better than. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Some some people might disagree. I don't think they're. Be, I don't think they're better than Minnesota either. I just think they had like a this freaking ferocious game that the Vikings were shocked. Through. They, I mean, the Vikings hadn't played a very good defense, a very good pass rush like that all season. So it kind it kind of just punched them in their mouth. Um, I'm not gonna blame that game on Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins was running for his life most of the time. Um, yeah. If they play in the playoffs, I mean, it's gonna be a much closer game. It's not gonna be like that again. There's, it better be a closer game. Shit. There's no freaking way it's gonna be like that. I right. put I put money that game will come down to uh, six points. So what's crazy to me about that though, looking at your if you go off just records, right? Minnesota's ten and two, and they're number five. Philly is number one and eleven and one. So they have. Three teams that are nine and three in front of the Vikings, which is also kind of crazy, because you've got the Bills, Cowboys, and Chiefs in front of the Vikings. Well, ooh, you know what? Didn't Minnesota beat the Bills? They did. Wow, they I have did. a problem with this one. The just then. that that Justin Jefferson catch. Yeah, I have a problem with this one then, because they already beat the team in front of. They already beat the team in front of them. Um. I do believe uh, if it was the beginning of the season, Buffalo should be higher than Minnesota. But as as much as we know now, there's there's no way Buffalo should be higher than Minnesota. I just I don't see it. Um, I know Buffalo still has a good defense, but I mean now they're missing Micah Hyde and Von Miller. And that's the point of power rankings. It doesn't go by record, so it's not standings. It's power rankings. Yeah. Um. So, man. Uh. I, uh, are they higher than Cincinnati? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cincinnati's at six. Okay. So, um, Cincinnati is finally starting to take form of what we thought they were going to be. Meanwhile, yeah. uh, the Rams are trending the other way. So, hundred percent. Um, who knows, man? This is this is an interesting season because. The good teams are actually winning, and they're not losing a lot of bad games. And the bad teams are actually losing and not causing a lot of upsets. Um, the only only bad team I would say caused some some real upsets were Atlanta so far. Atlanta's caused a couple of upsets. Um, 
where people probably bet against them and yeah. they actually won. Because Atlanta just has this damn thing about them where they just win impossible freaking games. Uh, so sometimes that's what you got to do. Yeah, I, I think I think they got the ten teams right. I just don't think they have them in the right order. And yeah, of course, not, it's yeah. it's completely subjective. But yeah, that's the thing about power; they are one hundred percent subjective. So that's that. It is what it is. Uh, let's jump into these quick takes. Hey, we're on to my segment. Yes, let's go. This is the segment where I ask a question, I hear your response. You want to explain something? Go ahead. I'll let you go. All right. Let's get it. So you want to start with the NBA or the NFL? You know what? Let's start with the NFL so we can transition into the NBA. I'm good this. with that. All right. So, NFL. Who should be the NFL MVP? We're going to start with a hard hitter. A hard hitter. Also known as Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Will he finally get another one in his belt? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I disagree there. I can't. It, it's hard. Only I can per, see only, there's, only there's, there's an argument to be made right now for for Jalen Hurts, for Josh Allen. Only person I would I would argue is Jalen Hurts. I'm not even gonna argue yeah, Josh but Allen. I'm still I would still give it to Patrick Mahomes right now. Okay. Um Best QB wide receiver tandem. QB wide receiver tandem? Uh-huh. Ew. That's we, gotta be Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, right? Yeah, now I was just about to say, hey, man. And that's, and that's, it started and, off with, with uh and, Stephon Diggs and Josh and, Allen, but man. I still I still could make the argument that they are, but I'm going I'm to stick with what I said. Honorable mention, uh, of course, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but Jamar Chase has been hurt. Yeah, so yeah, instead yeah. of putting him down, I'm going to put A.J. Brown and uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Which is another good one, but I'm, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Kimpo. Okay. That's my dog right there, man. My cousin. Kinfolk with all the chains. Yeah. The, eh, 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 eh. Here we go. Can San Francisco win without Jimmy Garoppolo? No. Ooh. So Mr. Irrelevant is quarter at quarterback won't turn any heads. No. He'll he'll do whatever it is he's gonna do, but when when the games really matter, no. Okay. So I asked you a question like this last week, so I want to hear what you gotta say this week. All right. If you could have any defensive player right now for the rest of the season, who and you know defense do you think? Who are you taking? Any defensive player. It doesn't matter what position. Fred Warner. Woo! Okay. I wasn't expecting that. I know. And your NFL DPOY is? Defensive player of the year is going to go to Mr. Micah Parsons. I went with Nick Bosa. I'm not going to lie to you. And their their numbers are so close, though, man. Well, and oh, as far as, as sacks, he's still not the sack leader. Still my boy. Matthew Judon from of the course. New England Patriots. Of but course. I I just I have to be you, objective. You, you you know what I did? Um when I picked when I picked because I was watching I was looking at uh Parsons and and Bosa's numbers, I eventually just was like, you know what? Who has the better defense and who's the best player on that defense mm-hmm. or the captain of that defense? And clearly San Francisco right now has, has the better defensive unit. So I just yeah. went ahead and said Nick Bosa. But so um to any, any any one of them guys can Yeah. Yeah. To go back one question, you said you were kind of taken aback by my answer when I said Fred Warner. Because Fred Warner is a leader. Yeah. And when it comes down to the playoffs, defensively, that's what a guy like Von Miller, why he was so valuable. It is. It's not just the play on the field. It's the leadership part of it. And Fred Warner is a very supportive teammate. Mm-hmm. 
What sold me on Fred Warner was his interview post game when he talked about his quarterback, his new quarterback. Right. He said, listen, he practices against the best defense in the league. I 100% agree with him, and I 100% stand by him. There you go. If that ain't leadership and a teammate, hey, give me a give me 53 guys like that. Facts. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, hell yeah. All right. So, so that's why I said that. Let's go ahead and get into uh these. And be, you know what? Before I do that, I'm going to insert one quick take real quick. Oh, let's go. Okay. I, I, want, I want your honest opinion. All right. Just think about it. Because I know, I know you've been doing a lot of research on this, so we, we've talked about this a lot. Which college quarterback was the best way to say this? I don't want to say tandem because sometimes it's trio. Which college quarterback unit of the past 10 years do you believe is the best? Mm, or the last 10 years? Matter of fact, you know what? Let's, you, you know what? Let's go all the way back to... 2000. Let's just say back oh, to, to God, 20 now years. Oh, God. Ooh, shit. So, You're putting way too much on me with that one. Um, mm. I would have said running backs, but running backs is a little easy because you have a couple of them that just stands out like uh, Smash and Dash and uh, Henry and uh, was it Kenyon Drake? Yeah. Henry and Kenyon Drake. They, they, yeah. Oof. So Offensive units, some bit. Um, just, just quarterbacks. Just like if you were to enter a film room, mm-hmm. Which programs, like, for any given season, were like, you know what? I'll take this. Like, mine's would be, I would walk into OA Florida Gators and be like, uh-huh, I got Cam Newton and Tim Tebow. Okay, I'm taking this wherever I go. If that's the case, then I'm taking University of Texas with Vince Young. Who was Vince Young's backup? Colt McCoy. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Hey, you know what? That's that's a good. I didn't even. They, they didn't even come across my mind. Oh my god! I'm here for you. Um, <laughs> I like that though. That was good. What, I, had, what, what, I had to really. I had to take that. I had to think about that for just a second. What about the uh the Hertz uh Jones? No, Hertz Jones. Who am I missing? Is somebody Hertz, else? Hertz Jones and Tua. Okay. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I'm still taking because no, I'm still taking. I ben forgot Jones. who it was before Joe Burrow, but LSU had a pretty good Joe Burrow and uh. Joe Burrow was the underclassman. Oh, I can't I can't think of his name right now. Crap. Because Joe Burrow came over from Ohio State. Yeah. Speaking of that. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. one that room that had Cordero Patterson and uh not Cordero Patterson, but um Oh Cordell Jones. Cordell Jones, yeah. The one that won the national championship because he had to come in because the starter got injured. Cord- Cordell Jones and uh uh the dude from Because he got injured. Washington? The starter got injured, yes. Um uh Dwayne Haskins. Yes. 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 That was that was a, that, that yeah, was a that good was, one too. Another good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you would like that question. That's it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't even Vince Young and freaking Wichemcar didn't didn't even cross my mind. Oh my god. You made me think. I had to open that, my that, brain that's, up. That's a hell of a good one, there, man. Um, I had to open my brain up. On okay, that. so let's let's get into some NBA ones. I'm um, ready. Here we go. AD went down. They said it's a flu-like symptoms. Or whatever, yeah, I saw that yesterday. Do you believe that AD can sustain this level of play he's played for the rest of the season? If they manage his his rest, yes. And what do you mean by manage? So, do you you want his pace to stay the same, or do you want his min, or do you want his minutes to decrease? What you mean? Both. I think his minutes need to slowly but surely come down, because outside of AD, you get what you get from LeBron, but where else are you getting anything from? Well, Westbrook's been all right. Okay, I you're right. As long as LeBron is off the court, Westbrook's been all right. So. Yeah, but my, my problem is they don't have enough firepower collectively. So it's if AD goes down, 
all the work that the Lakers have done to get their record to damn near normal yeah. goes out the fucking window. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, and the reason why I think it's important is because AD is the one reason they will remain relevant. Why do I bring that up? Because we just recently had a player return to the court at the perfect time, and they beat a team that they have been going back and forth with for the last three years. And I'm talking about my man Jimmy Buckets made his return to the court against the Boston Celtics. Jimmy! And not only did he come back, he hit the game-winning shot. I love me some Jimmy, boy. Because hey. that's what – that is the – Jimmy Buckets! To me now, that is the level of value that Anthony Davis has to the Lakers, like Jimmy Butler does to the Heat. Okay. Like, and, and that's no that's not me taking a shot at LeBron. LeBron is LeBron. We know what LeBron is. They need an AD. And, and by the way, I don't know if you read this. There have been some interesting trade rumblings. I've heard. You heard the Chicago one? Yes. The DeMar DeRozan in Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Nah, okay. 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 Next next NBA quick take. Okay. So here we go. Um, I, I actually heard this on maybe uh, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. So I can't, no, I think it was first take. Okay. Uh, I think Kendrick Perkins said this. Has Jason Tatum surpassed Kevin Durant right now? If you were to line them up and be like, would you take Jason Tatum? Not obviously not career wise, because Jason Tatum is not. Um, I'm not gonna say he's not close to Kevin Durant's peak, but he's not Kevin Durant's peak play right now. So, has, has he surpassed Kevin Durant as in right here, right now? No. Ooh. No. Okay. Because if he surpassed him right now, the Celtics would be that much better. I mean, but the Nets aren't that much better either. No, the so, Nets are terrible. Exactly. So the Nets are terrible. But if, I do, I do believe if you swap Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant, I think the Nets get worse and yeah, the Celtics that's get what better. I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't think he surpassed Kevin Durant because I think Kevin Durant is still the better player. Of course. Yeah. So, okay. Um, here we go. So, best team in the East? Mm, best team in the East. <sighs> That's tough because I love, I love, I love Milwaukee. I love Milwaukee a lot. I like what the Celtics are doing too. I'm going to stick with Milwaukee. You're going to stick with Milwaukee. And because, you know, their boy Chris Middleton just came back too. So Yeah. Um. But you know who's been probably the saving grace? For the Bucks this year so far, motherfucking Lopez. Yes, and I have him in fantasy. But I Lopez has been balling. Lopez is drawing interest as far as being a defensive player of the year right now. Yeah, Lopez, and he's and, not and, a and, defensive and, player. And, and not and his honorable mention, not to mention Bobby Portis too. I love me some Bobby Portis. Bobby I love Portis. look. I love ba- I love basketball players like Bobby. Yeah, Portis. yeah. They just show up, they do their job, and they go to fuck home. Yep. Like yep. you can't beat those kind of players. Um, so let's keep it rolling. Best team in the West. Best team in the West. I think this question is probably harder than the East. It is. For once, um, the best team in the East might be better than the best team in the West. I'm not even going to lie to you. The um, best team in the West is so up. It, like, it could be, you could, you could make an argument for Dallas. You can make an argument for Phoenix. You can make an argument for, um, Denver, weirdly enough. They're still kind of finding them. So I watched Denver play last night. And, yeah. Um, and Jamal Murray was irritating me last night. But that's because I know he's still trying to get his feet yeah. wet. So I'm trying to, like, kind of let that one go. The argument can still be made for Golden State as well. Um, fuck, give me Phoenix. Phoenix? Okay. Okay. 
At least yeah. for now. For now, give me Phoenix. Don't be surprised if by the time the All-Star break rolls around, that is Dallas. I watched Dallas play last night, too. Oh, I forgot this one. I, f- I forgot this one for the NFL, so I'm going to ask you it now before I ask you last NBA. All right, question. I'm ready. Um, if the season ended today and the playoffs ended today, who would be in the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, we come with some hard hitters today. Um, For the NFC, give me Philly. Philly's got just too much, too much heat, like too much, too much heat. Uh-huh. Um, for the AFC, I think you got to give me. Damn. Uh-huh. You know what? I'm gonna throw a curveball at you. Give me Cincinnati. That's my team. That that that's my pick. Wait a minute. Hold. That's not a curveball because that's what. And and you know what? Um, people might say, "What about Kansas City?" Fact of the matter is, Joe Burrow has been beating Kansas City's ass, bro. I don't know what it is with him and Patrick um, Mahomes. Joe, um, Joe Burrow been doing to Patrick Mahomes what Tom Brady was doing to him in the AFC. Yeah. Um. Oh my God. It, the Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes might be the newest Tom Brady uh Maybe. Peyton Manning rivalry. Possibly. Bruh. It's crazy. Because I mean, if I remember correctly, Patrick Mahomes only beaten Tom Brady once. In the what, that's to go to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think so. I think that's to go to the Super Bowl. They beat him the first. They beat the the Patriots. Beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship to go face the Rams. Yep. And then they beat them. I think they beat him in the regular season. Okay. Yeah, because no, he beat him when he was with the Bucks. That's the first time he beat him. Oh shit! I didn't even. And yeah, then they ended yeah, up yeah, playing yeah, in the yeah, Super Bowl yeah. because yeah, Tony yeah, Romo. Yeah. Because Tony Romo was on there and they said yeah. these two teams are gonna meet each other again. They because they barely beat him in the regular season. Yeah. So yeah, he beat him. Yeah, but he, so he beat him, he never beat him with New England. Never in the AFC. Okay. So, in honor of Draymond Green's recent comments about LeBron, and oh, uh, I actually didn't even hear these comments. Oh, okay. Let, let, let me paraphrase this for you. Michael Jordan can't be the best because he never beat the best team ever assembled. Um, last time I checked, LeBron didn't beat the best team ever assembled either. Matter of fact, he got swept by probably the best team ever assembled because Draymond was calling himself Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Iguodala. The first year and the second mm. year, whenever LeBron beat them as yeah, yeah. Uh, the best team ever assembled, which he clearly obviously forgot that they got Kevin Durant the next year without giving up any of those pieces. And that was the best team ever assembled. So the best team ever assembled is. Wow. The best team ever assembled? The best NBA team ever assembled. Oh, shit. And no, you can't go with the dream team or the redeem team. Cause Obviously, because that doesn't count. But there's an argument for the bad boy Pistons. There's an argument for the 2000 Lakers. There's an argument for the 2000... 2000 Lakers or 2001? Sorry, 2001. Okay. Um, I might jack this one up, so I apologize in advance. The 2005, I believe it is, Spurs? Yeah, boy. I think, I think it's 05. That's yeah, when they yeah, beat yeah. the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, of course, the 04 Pistons, the 06... 06? And 2013 Miami Heat. All that being said, uh, um, uh, with, with, with all that being said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take the Bad Boy Pistons if I have to choose woo! the best team assembled. I'm going to take the Bad Boy Pistons. Oh my God! I would have because never guessed that. Not only am I taking the starters, I'm also taking the bench into account. Okay. That that, 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 that team that was, was deep. that team was literally built. John Sally, Dennis Rodman. That, that team was deep. built to last, like to quote a dumbass car company. But they were built to last. Even if one of their starters went down, they had a guy off the bench who could plug in and do the same job. 
The only thing is, if I, obviously, if I, a guy like an Isaiah Thomas went down, but he played with a fucked up ankle, and they still won. Well, I tell you this, because um, I really wanted to say the Showtime Lakers. I'm about to say what about the Showtime Lakers? I, but um, you know how? Come on, we can't we can't get the Lakers that kind of clout. I, well, yeah. So because that's why I didn't bring up the Celtics. Team. I thought I, I thought the best team ever assembled was so easy for me. I mean, because you're a Spurs guy. No, because I didn't pick the Spurs. What? Of course, I didn't pick the Spurs. Come now I'm curious. Why would you be curious? This is easy for this. Should oh, be you, easy. did you choose the Rockets? No, I didn't choose. No, I didn't choose the Rockets. Damn, you didn't choose the '95 Rockets. No, no, I love Clyde Drexler and Akeem Olajuwon. Come on, man, you should know exactly where I'm going with this. The best team ever assembled is clearly, clearly, the '70 and '12 Bulls. Oh, I'm sorry, the, 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 the uh, not '70 and '12, uh, '72, '72 and '9, '72 and '9. Clearly, I'm. Look, Harper was a all-first-team NBA defensive player okay, and was a 20-point-per-game score with the Clippers. Okay, I don't need to go into Michael Jordan winning defensive player of the year and being all-first-team NBA over and over and over again. Scottie Pippen, I don't have to say nothing about Scottie Pippen. Y'all know what time it is with Pippen, even though he a bitch now. Um, he is. I don't care. His son out there doing the damn thing. He man. is, though. He is. He is. And, of course— And so is Jordan's son. One of them. One of them. And, and and then, of course, last but not least, they have Dennis Rodman. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dennis Draymond think he's so cool. Dennis Rodman would lock Draymond ass up. Oh, bro. He would lock Draymond ass. Draymond wouldn't be able Draymond, to do nothing. Dr- Dr- Draymond would be a shell of his tough guy self if he ever dealt with prime Dennis Rodman. I do believe prime Scottie Pippen will give Kevin Durant help. I think he would give. I do think he would give Kevin Durant problems. Yeah, but Kevin Durant is. I mean, Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Cause, but yeah, because and and I and I love Scottie Pippen as a defender. I do. There's now the where it would be interesting. I do think Scottie Pippen would take away everything about Kevin Durant's inside game. Yes, that he definitely ain't backing Scottie down. Scottie was Scottie was big. Scottie was a tank. So and 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 not so only that, it's the perimeter for me. Not not only that to be more specific. Um. If they wanted to, they could literally rotate Dennis to the three to get Scotty off of Kevin Durant, put Dennis on Kevin Durant. And we already know how scrappy defenders are against Kevin. He can't stand them. He hates P he hates playing against PJ Tucker, even though that's his college teammate. Um, he hates PJ Tucker. Um Dennis Rodman would give Kevin Durant hell. And then you could put Scotty over on Clay. Um, I don't think he could guard Steph because Steph is too fast. So it'll, it'll be up to Harper and Jordan to guard Steph. Um but there's an interesting case to also be made for the 2013 Miami Heat. Um, I don't give a damn how good of a defensive player Scottie Pippen is. I don't give a damn what none of y'all say. He ain't doing nothing with prime LeBron, bro. There, there's no, there, not, there's not no head, way. Not, not, num, not headband number six LeBron. No, he's doing nothing with LeBron. That, that matchup will come down to who's going to score more between Jordan and LeBron. Who's going to take over the game? And uh, It also comes down to who's going to – can – who are – if you're that same Bulls team, who is guarding who's guarding D Wade and who's stopping D Wade? That's, that's what I was about because to get Because that's a whole other problem. Well, Jordan will guard Dwayne Wade, so But Jordan being Jordan would try to guard LeBron. Think yeah, about but, the competitor yeah, he is. You're right, you're right. So who's but Phil gu- Jackson so, would shut yeah. that shit down because Phil Jackson was just like, yo, you're not guarding Gary Payton. You're not guarding this person, you're not guarding that person. So Scottie Pippen would still end up on LeBron. Um, no matter how good of a defender Jordan is, uh, I hate to say because you know I'm a big Jordan fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jordan is too small to guard LeBron, bro. Scottie Pippen kind of is too small to guard LeBron too. 
Um, I would say I would literally if the if problem it, with the problem with Dennis, Dennis will foul out. In yeah. today's NBA, guarding LeBron, Scotty wouldn't necessarily foul out. Dennis would because LeBron would probably would no LeBron would purposely charge at a guy like Dennis to foul him I, out. But I think at least Scotty would stay in front of it. Here, I would think uh, the biggest X factor for the 2013 Miami Heat. And uh, are you gonna say Chris Bosh? I will say Chris Bosh. And the reason why I say Chris Bosh is because um, Dennis Rodman didn't really have to guard a lot of fours outside of uh, outside of the inside. Yeah. So he didn't have to guard a lot of fours on the outside. Um, the one team that gave the Bulls hell. In the '90s, even when Dennis Rodman was there, uh, when when Robert Ory was there, was the Rockets, and he gave them hell because Robert Ory was the original. Listen to what I said: the original stretch four. Yeah, he was the original stretch four, and Hakeem dominated the Bulls on the inside. So yeah. and, and, Chris Bosh would yeah. be an X factor if they move him over to center. Um, and people forget how good Chris Bosh is. They just like, oh well, he was. And I heard somebody disrespect my dude the other day, and I was ready to fight. It was like, Bro. well, Chris Bosh was only Kevin Love in Minnesota. I'm like, Chris Bosh got Toronto to the to, to the playoffs, and not only to the playoffs, out of the first round in the playoffs multiple times. Yeah, people forget that Chris Bosh was a double-double monster in Toronto by himself. Easily. Not even 20 and 10. He was like 20, 25, 25, 26. Yeah. yeah. Chris like, Bosh is a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he no. took the biggest backseat. Um, yeah, 100%. He, he definitely took the biggest backseat. But he was still a very vital piece. Because, mind you, there's still a Ray Allen factor in this, yeah. too. So, it's like, now, where the Heat would lose a little bit is their point guard play. Because Mario Chalmers and company. Yeah, I don't think either one of them could guard Harper. Fuck, um, no. I really don't. I really don't. Like, I think this is one of those games, one of those games you and I talked about, even on the last episode. Wade would have to probably play the one in this game. Or LeBron would have to play the one. I don't think and Ray Ray Allen would have to sub in for the two, or you 100%. would have to, or you'd have to give Mike Miller the, the I think, uh, starting. So I think you start Mike Miller potentially, yeah, and bring Ray Allen off the bench because you need that extra firepower. I don't disagree because if I'm a, if I'm gonna play X's and O's, I'm gonna I'm put my coach's hat on. I'm gonna put Mike Miller one because Mike Miller's the bigger guard in yep. this particular instance. But if I can get a fresh Ray Allen as my sixth man, when we start rotating accordingly. And Ray Allen catches a hot hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit's on and popping. So I, I mean, this is uh, best NBA team ever assembled is very, very uh subjective. It is because and, and I'm not gonna give the Showtime Lakers clout, but oh my no. god, they were great. But, but I guess I said the bad boy Pistons, but I'm also a big time defensive guy. I'm not a big scoring guy. Well, I mean, and that, they that, scored, but but they were a lot more of a. I mean. I mean we we're we're from an era where we saw the bad boy Pistons take down Kobe, Shaq, Karl Malone, Gary Payton. We saw that when when the Pistons weren't even favored, they were like the hugest underdog ever, and they won four one. They beat the crap out of the Lakers. Chauncey Billups missed the big shot. That, oh, that was that was the the two bad boy Pistons. Yeah, not, not yeah, the yeah. originals. But yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying. But no, but still, ironically, the Pistons. The original beat, bad boy Pistons were cold. They man. beat they they beat up on. Michael Jordan, the other Pistons beat up on Kobe and company. Crazy. Uh, hell, and then, I and mean, then, they, they they took the Spurs for seven games. They did. You know, so then, yeah, and then you know, and then LeBron came in and said, "Go home." Yeah. Well, you know, I said what I said. Yeah, but granted, by that time Ben Wallace was gone. 
Yeah, I think Rashid was on his way out. If he wasn't already gone to yeah. Portland as well. Well, Rashid, Rashid was still there. He was. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's get into these shoutouts, man. You know, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah let's get into these shoutouts real quick. Um, so my shoutout is a bit of a special one today. So I spent um most of my day at a um memorial service. Okay. So my my shout out today goes to someone very special. Um, it goes out to Staff Sergeant Martinez. Um, so we did our celebration of life for Staff Sergeant Martinez today. Um, she was a trailblazer. She was one of the first female combat engineers in the Texas Army National Guard. She was a part of my unit before I moved on to uh, recruiting like I am now. And so today we did her celebration of life and everything like that. And, you know, I don't I won't go too deep into everything else but my shout out is going to go to her because it's amazing for me personally to see every now and again I wish it happened a lot more often but to see amazing women do trailblazing things that take the world by storm that change the game I love to see it because one day in this world, we will finally have it to where it's not so shocking when a woman does this, that, and the other. Correct. It'll just be a norm, you know? Like, And you know how I feel about these, these, these firsts. These firsts, yeah. You know, I know what I'm saying? It. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day, and I hope it is in our lifetime where it's no longer just, oh, the first to do X, Y, no. It's just, hey, she did it. Mm-hmm. She was better than anybody else that tried it. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. And so, yeah, my my shout-out goes out to Staff Sergeant Martinez today. I'm with that. Um, I didn't really give too much thought about the shout-outs today, but um, my shout-out will go to my homegirl, Carla. Uh, we have a pop-up shop coming up on Saturday in... Huntsville, Texas, bro. Hey, the home of Sam Houston State University. Home, yes, yes, we got it. We got we got a uh, pop up in Huntsville, Texas this weekend. Um, my cousin, who's also getting a shout out, is promoting her and her husband's book that they write. Um, they have a whole series of seven books now. Uh, pretty freaking amazing. Uh, my homegirl Carla does candles and scents and stuff for your cars and things like that. Scents for your house. So, um, I'm gonna give a shout out to those two. Um, and I'm also I'm gonna do three because I never do three, okay. and you're gonna agree with this one because it has it has been a while. I'm gonna give a shout out to Jew Fresh man because without you, this show wouldn't be what it is with that song man. That song I could come in here feeling sad, whatever. Like today I wasn't really on my best shit, and as soon as that song hit, I closed my eyes and I zoned in and I was like, it's time to go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jew Fresh with the with the trailblazing generational defining and make track. sure y'all check out his music uh his producing oh man, it's just follow, follow this follow this man on social media because yeah. everything you need to know about what this man has been doing and what he continues to do it's there and i'm gonna give him one of these hold up god, god damn it. it all right so by the way we're drinking paloma from where h-e-b here everything's better H-E-B, gotta get that plug get in shout out one time for the one time all I'm saying is, on Instagram, anytime that my lady does something that she got from H-E-B, H-E-B shouts her back out. So we got to get this shout-out. That's all I'm saying. She gets all the, all the shout-out love from H-E-B. And I just want, I'm just trying to get it one time for the one time. So maybe we doing something just a little bit wrong. 
but we're going to get it figured out one way or another. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, as we finally transition into... Actually, no, we can't do the real talk yet. We haven't done our primetime picks yet. Oh, sure, you right. So let's knock out these primetime picks, and then I will close out the show on a high-low note. So let's start with the Thursday night football game. Good night. This might be the worst Thursday night game of the season. Raiders versus Rams. This is a horrible game to try and pick. This is a horrible game to try and pick. This might this might be the worst Thursday night game of the season. Um, and we've seen all of them, and they've been some of them have been pretty terrible. Oh man, you know what? Give me uh, give me give, give me the Raiders. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take the Raiders with this one. That's yeah. All right, moving on. We don't even got to talk about that one too much more. Division games coming up down the pipe. We have got the Jets at the Bills. These December games, so there's a chance that it's snowing in Buffalo. Uh, did the Jets win the first game, or is this the first game? Um, this might be the first game. I do know I'm downgrading Buffalo Bills receivers. I'm actually considering I I actually as of right now I actually have benched Gabriel Davis for this game. Yeah. So I think. Ooh man, this is tricky. I. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Uh. Buffalo's still the better overall team. The Jets do have a lot of really good they have a really good young team. But this would be the one game where all of a sudden uh your boy Mike White might finally fall apart. Or not, but I don't know, we'll see. I think I think this will be interesting. But like I said, I'm 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 gonna stick with I'm gonna go with the Bills in this game. You shouldn't be surprised by this. I hate CJ. I, I know you hate <laughs> So that should tell you enough right there. I hate CJ. I hate the Jets. I hate everything about the Jets, obviously, because also I'm a Giants fan. Um, so uh, the Jets could burn in hell for all I care. Um, with all that being said, I am taking the Buffalo Bills. Um, I will say this, though. You should be very, very aware of things if you feel like starting a receiver from Buffalo this week is going to pay dividends. Outside of maybe Stephon Diggs. But yeah. I, Isaiah McKenzie and Gabriel Davis, I would temper your expectations on just because, I don't know. Maybe you play Gabriel Davis because Sauce is going to be guarding Stephon Diggs. I don't know. I I think I would pay, play Gabe Davis over Stephon Diggs this week. I am As of right now, I'm actually playing Michael Gallup over him right now. Who the Cowboys have this week? I'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. All right, another division game. You have got the Cleveland Deshaun Watson Browns versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon cleared uh, concussion protocol today. Oh, so and I'm going with Cincinnati. <laughs> I just, you know, I just want to throw that hey, out there. Hey, I didn't know that, so I'm definitely going with Cincinnati. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati. Cincinnati's just way too hot right now. I just want, please let Nick Chubb do Nick Chubb things. That's they, all I, they, that's all C- I ask Cincinnati for. is starting to look at how they did at the end of the season last year. Only thing we're missing now is that special, special connection between um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. And it's going to get there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, for It's sure. definitely going to get there. And uh, Higgins, Higgins and, uh, and uh, what you call it, had it all year with uh, Chase out. So Yeah. Oh, Higgins and Boyd. Yeah. Well, except for that drop touchdown. Well, but yeah, besides that. All right. Next game on deck, the biggest game of the year. That's pure sarcasm. Okay. The Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, if you're in Texas, it's the biggest game all year. No, the fuck is not. The Texans are one in ten. Ain't yeah. nothing big about this goddamn game. Yeah, but you, but you know, you know how heated it gets between Texans and Cowboys Look, fans. Dallas. Ain't no way in hell the Houston Texans winning this game against the Cowboys. If, 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 if the Texans pull this upset off, I will watch Undisputed every day this week just to watch Skip Bayless's face. <laughs> um, and I will turn off my phone because I do not want to hear Joseph at all. Because um, he's going to cry in the car. He ain't going to cry. He ain't going to make it to the car. Um, he's going to cry in the parking lot. He's going to be like. He's going to be like Reggie Bush's rookie year when he got hit and had to crawl up the field. Here's, here's what I say about this. Cowboys, better defense. Cowboys, better offense. I don't know if I'll go better running play, running backs. But um, yeah, I guess as a group, they're better. Not just, I don't think... Uh, I don't think Zeke is as good as Damian Pierce anymore, but he's not too far off. And Damian, it's not like Damian Pierce is an elite running back anyway. He's still a rookie. He, he's he's a pretty good one though. Um, with all that being said, you might make up some ground, but I cannot pick the Dallas Cowboys over the Texans. That is unHouston like. I just uh, that's that, that's wow. like that, that's that's like uh that's like trade trade the truth jumping zero. What the hell is wrong with you? I can't. I'm I'm not I I refuse. I don't give a damn if I believe in my heart or not the Texans are gonna win. I'm not picking the Cowboys over the Texans for the simple fact I have too many Cowboys fans and I hate them. I hate them. No, I don't. I actually love you know what I love objective Cowboys fans. That's why I like John L. That's why I like Shay. Uh kinda like Joseph every now and then. But you hate the masses. Yeah, I hate the masses because the masses are just they don't understand. They just like Oh, Dallas Cowboys, and they forget that that star is a one-star rating and not just a good Texas star. It's not a good Texas star. Um, uh, so, uh, no, I'm, 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 I'm picking, I'm, I'm picking the Texans to win. Um, if somehow, some way, the Texans actually win this game, I'm gonna rub it in all y'all damn faces too. And I'm gonna be highly upset. But I got you. Next on deck, we got the Kinfolk Kirk Vikings versus the Detroit Lions, who are actually on a bit of a hot streak here recently. Game is in Detroit. Division game, once again. Very interesting game. Oh, primetime. I mean, not primetime. Noon. Oh, I'm taking the Vikings. Okay, that's all I needed to know. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know. I'm I'm taking the the Vikings. Uh. Although, I will say, St. Brown might have a big game. That dude is a monster. I don't know. I, I I don't even know what college he came from or nothing. He's a monster. Yeah. He's been he, he's been tearing the league up in uh what's the running back? And he has a brother that's in the NFL that plays for the Bears in the same division. 
Um, what? You, yeah, so Amon Ross St. Brown plays for the Lions. Equinemius St. Brown plays for the Chicago Bears. That's pretty damn dope. Who also caught a long touchdown pass from Justin Fields last week. Which oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's pretty that dope. Equinemius St. Brown, which is, first of all, that's a dope-ass name. Man, my man's name is Equinemius. Yeah, I don't know who named him, but that's dope. That's some Greek mythology type shit right there. Like, yeah. what? what's your name? My name is Equinemius. What? Equinemius. Shout out to the boy Ivo in the house. Big I-V. What it do, baby? You want to drink? Go ahead and pour you something, man. You 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 up in here chilling. You got, you got the Paloma. You got stuff up there. Hold up. Um, got ice in the freezer. So with all that shit being said. He's going with the Lions. Now nah, I'm going to stick with Minnesota. Okay. Even though I really, really, really want to pick the upset. And I'm going to be mad if Detroit pulls the upset. Because that means I, I should have stuck with my gut. All right. Another tough game for you coming up. The Philadelphia Eagles visiting the New York Football Giants. It's not a tough game for me. It's it just, is because you got a you're a Giants fan. Your heart I know, is hurting right I know, now. I know. I I know. It's not. It's not. It's not really a tough game for me. I believe the Eagles are going to win the game. Um. But God damn it. Uh. No, I'm I'm not. This 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 is not the Texans, as you know. I'm like a huge. I'm a Giants fan too, but I'm. I mean, the Texans are my heart. Um, I think the Eagles. The Eagles should win this game, so I'm going to pick the Eagles. I think the Eagles will win. Um, I just I don't believe the Giants have enough firepower on defense to stop Jalen Hurts. I don't think they have enough firepower on offense because all the receivers keep getting injured. That too. Um, but the, in order for in order for the Giants to win this game, the defense is really gonna have to show up and show out, and it's not gonna happen. They they don't have a good run defense. They Shout just, out they to man Miles Sanders. We need to go the fuck off this week. There you go. Um, I'm taking Philly, obviously. But um, yeah, I'm taking anywho, Philly too. Next on deck, another division game: the Baltimore Ravens versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a tough one, just because I. This is a tough one just because I believe um is Pickett starting? Yeah. That's the that's the franchise quarterback now. Yeah. Um I don't know if he's better than Huntley. And I don't know if Huntley is better than him. Huntley um, been in the league longer and he's still a backup. So. Yeah. Um Well, give me Pittsburgh in the I'm, upset. I'm gonna take the better coach. Mike Tomlin, which is Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I'm. I'm so I'm you think take... Mike Tomlin is a better coach than Harbaugh? I'm just I, asking. That's, that's, that's I do. I, okay. I, 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 fair because I've seen Mike Tomlin take trash teams and, and still not have a losing season. I understand. Um, but yeah, but no. they're, they're pretty. Cl- I mean, like if you had to rank the the, the, the top five or top, yeah, they'd yeah. be like right neck and neck. Yeah. I mean, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Pittsburgh in the upset, and it's only an upset by record, not by it's a division game. Yeah, yeah. But I like Pickens. I pick it. I like Pickett, the quarterback, but I also like George Pickens. I like Najee Harris to have a bounce back game. The Ravens secondary can still be had, and it's funny. We'll find out tomorrow if this goes true. Uh, me and DJ Michael B. I talked about this uh, in my money league. Somebody actually had dropped George Pickens. Mm-hmm. I made a waiver claim for him. I didn't have to drop anybody, actually, by the way, because I'm learning this for next year, like I already told you about with the whole five players on the bench thing. So I've been managing my bench all year, always keeping an open spot. Now, I did drop Mike Boone in favor of someone else. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll remember in a minute, but it's not important. 
But anyway, we'll move on to the next another division game. There's a lot of fucking division games this week. Yeah, God. this is like division oh, rivalry week. By the way, very important for fantasy's sake. This is the second by Mageddon of the year. Six teams are on by this week as well. So it's ridiculous. You have the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders all on by. Pretty much all trash teams except the Commanders. Well, for the sake of fantasy, no. The Bears, Packers, and Commanders are big. There's a lot of fantasy value in those three teams. I don't know, but the Packers, not so much. Well, if you have Christian Watson, it was big. Yeah, but for the uh, up until recently, it hasn't been that big. For the Commanders, you've got two running backs, and you've got um, Terry McLaurin. Uh, for the Bears, you have Justin don't Fields. Don't forget. Don't, wait, 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 wait. You're not just going to skim over the Jordan wearing team beating Taylor Heineke. I said fantasy relevant. <laughs> Taylor Heineke is not all that fantasy relevant. Yeah, well. Actual football, hella relevant. Hell of a leader, too. Hell of a leader. All right. Another division game. The Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans. You want me to answer this truthfully, or you want me to, to explain why I'm going to pick who I'm going to pick? I want you to just give me who you think going to win this game. Tennessee. Okay. That's why I was asking. Uh, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to make sure. I, did, I didn't want to build up. No, you, know why I, you know why I'm picking Tennessee? King Henry? Yeah, sure, all right. That, okay. That's the reason why I'm picking Tennessee. I'm with um, you. This would be one of them weird games that Jacksonville could actually pull off a window. Um, for some reason, um, what's the what's the quarterback? Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Trevor Lawrence doesn't. Trevor Lawrence has pretty good games against against Tennessee. I don't know what it is, so I wouldn't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence throws two fifty two touchdowns and they they're able to hold King Henry out the end zone, but he'll still get his yards. Yeah. So um, Jacksonville doesn't suck. They're just outmatched by pretty much everybody not named the Texans and the Colts. <laughs> Give me Jacksonville in the upset. Okay. I think between Christian Kirk and Zay Jones and you know, a healthy love, Travis Etienne, I, I think they'll give Tennessee the problems that they need to be yeah. able to outscore. And something tells me that this may be Ryan Tannehill's worst game of the season. Just an inkling feeling. Okay. Um, Last time you predicted that about somebody, it came true. So, so um, this next game, I'm not even going to spend very much time. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Denver Broncos. Oh, man, I'm going with – no, I'm just joking. Boy, if you don't shut your <laughs> – I want to be a Russell Wilson head-ass. You're the only one that showed up to his birthday party head-ass type shit. No. Nah. Uh, come on, man. I, this is – you know what? At the beginning of the season, this game would have seemed intriguing. Um, It's not anymore. Broncos country. Go it, home. It, it, it's not anymore. Um, I mean – you know what? Do you know what's sad? Give me Kansas City in an upset. And let me tell you why I'm calling it an upset. Because not only are they going to win this game, they're going to beat the crap out of the Broncos, bro. Hey, I need all that. He, now, he, granted, Denver does have a good defense. They do. I mean, that's that's. The thing. I just I just believe that the offense is going to turn the ball over and give up short fields, and that's not the person to give short fields to. No, and I want all that because I need Patrick Mahomes to do that. All right, next game on deck. This one's interesting. I'm a circle. I'm circling this one because it's interesting. Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's a very interesting game. This game is a lot. Who, who um game is in Seattle? QB. Oh, Sam Darnold for the Panthers. Sam Darnold. I I think this uh this game is going to be very good because I do believe both defenses are underrated. And by the way, if you think I'm lying, 
you better check my fantasy because I said it from the get-go with the Panthers. They are a underrated defense fantasy-wise. They're very good. Um, I do believe that uh, the team is going to kind of rally without Baker Mayfield being there. I they was going to rally without. Baker Mayfield ain't been starting. I know. Long. This Sam Darnold ain't come. I, I still, I, I I do believe they're just going to kind of rally and be like, all right, let's go out there and show this and that, blah, blah, blah. And with all that being said, they're still going to freaking lose. It might be a close game, but Carolina's going to lose this game. Yeah, it's mm. – yeah, Carolina plays hard, and I, I feel I feel bad for them because they do. I, th- there's nothing there that says the effort isn't there. It's just that the talent isn't there for Carolina. Um, to see such a team that I I loved growing up because of Steve Smith and them, uh, and them boys, man, go to where they are right now. It just yeah. it sucks. So. So who uh, who you going with? So, um, the there's a question mark next to Kenneth Walker the third. He may not play because he got injured last week. They actually had three running backs get injured in the last game. And here's the crazy thing: the running back that was listed as probable, no, not probable. He was already listed as out for the game. Actually, came back and played, and played well. Um, the Panthers have been in Christian McCaffrey recovery mode since Christian McCaffrey left, and they've been a quarterback carousel that looked like Six Flags Astroworld before they took it away from us. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I said it. Um, you could at least say San Jacinto, but okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I couldn't have done that. Um, with all the above being said, give me the Panthers in the upset. Alright. So that's uh, another one we differ on. This one will be interesting. I wonder how we'll go with this one. Next game up on deck, 325 slate. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the San Francisco 49ers without Jimmy G. Yes, I am still starting the Niners defense in my money league team. After last week, how they played against Miami, I'm starting them against anybody. But, I mean, Tampa, Tampa, not Tampa Bay. San Francisco is number one in everything on defense, um, which is hey. why I said early in the show I would take Nick Bosa as. Now, mind you, Miami. playing against Miami was rough because we still, eh. That strip sack saved me because that strip sack gave me 11 points, but. Like in total for the defense. Um, I'm going to go with. I don't. I... I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. All right. I'm a, I'm I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. Yeah. I am taking San Francisco. I just I don't. Tom Brady is so questionable to me right now, and. It's so crazy to actually say that because Tom Brady has been good my whole freaking life of watching football. Um, but um, I don't know, man. This one, this one is kind of tough because you don't. What's the quarterback name for San Francisco that's starting? Um, I don't remember. I just call him Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, I heard it. I heard the last pick of the draft was was something something Brody or something, whatever his name, whatever it is. Um. Devin White and company are still very good on defense. Um, Not disagreeing there. Yeah, they'll give them some trouble. Uh, but so is Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, and Debo Samuel. I know. And George Kittle. I know. And the Buccaneers against tight ends have not been very good. I know. I know. I know all that. And uh, I just I don't see 
this guy starting his first game and beating Tom Brady, bro. I just, I can't, I can't fathom it. And if it does happen, I'll come on here next week and say I'm wrong and Tom Brady should retire. I'm not going to lie to you. After this season, I'll come on. I mean, he's 45. He said he wanted to retire after 45 anyway, so. I guess we'll find out, right? Yep. So, yeah, I'm rocking with San Francisco. All right, so the game that got moved from the 325 slate to Sunday night football, the Miami Dolphins and the L.A. Chargers. Keenan Allen is healthy. Ross Neckler's healthy. I don't know about Mike White yet. I mean, Mike Williams, not Mike White. Wrong quarterback, wrong person. And you got the Dolphins looking like one of the best teams in football, period, just in general. Mm. Why are you looking at me with that head shake? Because I don't know who to pick. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm I, with I, that. I, I, I don't know who to pick in this game. Um, I, ugh, I don't either, actually. My problem is... The Chargers are so good on offense. They're good book on defense wise. too, but like, and, and when I, when I said they're, they're so good on offense, book wise, like if you was to yeah. sit down and go down the line on paper, you'd be like, "Damn, the Chargers should be a world beating team." And the problem is that has not translated on the field. Time to fire the coach. Um, hell yes. Um, he's on my short list of coaches that should be fired. We should talk already. about that next week too. Um. Coaches on the hot seat. That may or may not already yeah. have been written down. It's been written down. <laughs> oh, okay. Just check. Um, I, where's this game being played? In SoFi Stadium, L.A. Damn, the Rams going to try to share the stadium? Yeah. Shit. Um, all right, Clippers and uh, Lakers. For now. Um, Shit, you know what? As much as I talk shit about the Dolphins, give me the Dolphins. All right, so we're on the same page with that one. I'm taking Miami as well. Yeah. Um, Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddle should be too much for that defense. This last game will be a bit of a, I don't know what to call it, but it's a doozy. Yeah. And this is our Monday night football game. It is the New England Patriots versus the Kyler Murrays. Oh, I'm sorry, the Arizona Cardinals. Wow, not the Hopkins. Who got the bigger contract? Kyler Murray. Who's the better player? DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now that we're now, now, now that we figured that part out. Um, at least if you was to rank their positions, DeAndre Hopkins is better. Um You know what? To hell with it. Give me Mac Jones. We are on the same page. I'm taking New England as hey, well. Hey, give me give me give me Mac. Mac attack, baby. Yeah, man. Give me old uh, Mr. Mac. Return, return of the of Mac. The Mac. Yeah, give me give me old return of the Mac. I, make I, sure I, do, we, we, I am a I'm you know what? I'm a fan of Mac Jones. Um Welcome to my side. I don't I don't think he's like just this all world beater quarterback, but I do feel like he's on the level of uh what was the guy before Tom Brady? Oh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, I do believe he's at least somewhere between, some somewhere around that realm. Whether it's better or about the same, he he's around there. Like he's he might not be the great a great top seven or eight quarterback in the NFL, but he will win you games. 
Um, and and he's he's da- he's damn sure better than Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco won you a, a Super Bowl. I'm just saying that. What who was Super Bowl? The the Ravens. Oh, I was like not the Patriots. He didn't. No, not the Patriots. No. Um, but for context, by the way, um, Drew Bledsoe actually put up some pretty pretty decent numbers. But yeah, I yeah. What I'm saying. But yeah, no, it's easy for me. New England. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad because I love Drew Bledsoe. So like, and and normally I would say, oh, New England's gonna win because like, oh, they're you know their defense, but. Cardinals defense is ass. Ass. And I think Mac Jones and company should be able to have fun with this. But I also do think the Patriots defense is just going to cause yeah. a lot of problems. Hey. Now, to take DeAndre me, Hopkins out of a game would be very difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. Let me, let, let me ask you this, okay? It's, it's kind of easy to take, to take DeAndre Hopkins out the game. You know how you take DeAndre Hopkins out the game? You rush Kyler Murray. So, with that being said, if I was to say quarterback hurries for Matthew Judon, uh, let's set the bar at four and a half. Give me the over. Uh, there you go. That's how you take DeAndre Hopkins out of the game because because Kyler Murray is very notorious when he's blitzed to throw the ball low and not to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Matthew so, Judon will have six-plus quarterback hurries. I think Matthew Judon will have two sacks. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I can see that. So, Add, continue adding to his season-long total to be ahead of Michael Parsons. Yeah, so. Yeah, I said it. You meant it, too. Joe did. Yeah, so. Um, hey, I gotta Patriots. have I gotta have some kind of positive about the Patriots this year. No, they don't suck. I mean, I mean, no, but we're not what they they they're, they are right now. If I had, they're they're pretty much average. They're mid. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, they're not mid like the Knicks, but they're mid. They're mid. They're be- better than the Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my boy Barry real quick. Oh and his, shit! Him and his damn Knicks. I don't even remember oh, Barry being man. a Knicks fan. When he we might were he might fire off on me on the book, but I don't give a shit. I don't care. Barry always in the series. Oh, I don't care either. That that's neither here nor there. All right, ladies and gentlemen. What are you shaking your head for? Because <laughs> I'll be saying shit like I even be tuned the fuck out, and then I'ma say something, and he'd be like, and he'll catch it. He'd be like, this motherfucker just now he can't speak because of the shit that he be posting on the book on the regular. Cause that Bruh. shit was beautiful. Hey, stay yesterday. toxic, King. Hey, I sure did tell him that. Hey, that, hey. First of all, he was a hundred percent in the right if he actually did that. Like, I don't think he ain't do that nonsense. But, but no, no. But the point is, all right. Let me give y'all some context, ladies and gentlemen. So, Big Ivy is notorious for being like the Kawhi Leonard of our group. He's quiet, and but he's still funny as shit. And the one time you hear him laugh, you're like, wait a minute. The one so, time he brings up a joke, it's deadly. Oh, no. He brings up – he has lots of jokes. His Facebook is full of them because he be posting them hidden gems that will make you – Yeah, man. I don't know what the hell be going so, on with this man. So the last one that came about was um, this girl – he said this girl posted a picture of her plane ticket, so I called the airline to cancel her flight. I seen that and I almost fell out my chair. <laughs> I was <laughs> – Hey, that shit's classic, dog. And so, of course, in true fashion, everybody was commenting. Some girl was like, oh, that's messed up, this, that. And I just like, hey, stay toxic, King. Because, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, let me put it into a different perspective for you. If you post your plane ticket on social media, you are asking for two things to happen. One, to get stalked. And two, to probably get your house broke into. Because why are you posting your personal business like that on social media? You should not be posting your flight uh, ever. Don't post your ticket, of all things. 
Cause then I'm just gonna be like, yeah, uh, man, I'll- just tag where you going and say you you the the female. What's what's the line? Uh, catching something, uh, catching flights, not feelings. That's it right there. Yeah, ca- catching flights, not feelings. Yeah, just go ahead and do that. Just, uh, or, or just or just don't post that at all. How about that? Just post your pictures when you come back home. Yeah, that. Just post pictures. But anyway, yeah, that that shit made my that shit was hilarious. I died. <laughs> that shit was beautiful. Like, it's like it's like he's a stand-up comedian without truly standing. Like, he just be doing that shit on his phone while he's sitting sitting around at work or at home or something. It'd be fucking great. He'd be bored. Hey, to be that bored and that funny is a hell of a combination. And don't let this man influence you to not be in a relationship. <laughs> Him or you? Again. First of all, this we ain't talking about me. We're not talking about me. Hold on, retract that. We're not talking about me. I ain't retracted shit. Yeah, this retract no, that. This ain't no fishing pole. For, for, first of all, okay, I encourage people in their relationships. I didn't say you didn't. We talking about for you. Um. Well, you know what my motto is. It ain't nothing to cut that bitch off. I mean, just hey. So what you saying? You no, nah, that's not really. But you know, I just. I don't have time to waste. M- 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 o- M- o- B for DJ Micah B. Yeah, for shit, sure. <laughs> All day. So, But, uh, yeah, I just don't I don't have time to waste. If you're going to waste my time, you might, you're might going to be gone in the first couple of weeks. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have time for it. So now that we got all that rock and roll, and I kind of got this pot stirred up a little bit, let's get into my favorite thing to do, and let's have a real talk. It's back! So we got to talk about it. I talked about it a little bit earlier in the show. We talked about Coach Prime moving on over from Jackson State over to Colorado to be a part of the Buffaloes. All right. Now that I've had time to let it all just digest, every single thing I continue to see on social media from our own folk, because once again, which is funny, we – me and me and DJ Michael B had talked about this. I want to say this is back in season one. Is the biggest downfall of our people is that we don't boost our own people up when they're successful. We tend to be the reason that we try to drag our own people down, and that shit don't make not no sense. So that's why I said what I said the way I just said it because that didn't make no sense either. But that's exactly how it feels. Exactly. Because what Coach Prime did at Jackson State was great he took a team that was borderline irrelevant to the known public put them put a spotlight on them brought them to back-to-back winning seasons and back-to-back swag championships and then in his final season said all right let's do one thing we haven't done yet let's go undefeated and let's do that coach prime did all the above that's what you see on the surface so let's talk about the things that you don't see Before Deion Sanders got to Jackson State, the facilities at Jackson State were absolutely 100% ass. Trash. Worse than military barracks that have been in the news for the last 10 years needing to be renovated because soldiers living in these fucking trash-ass environments. That was bad. So Deion Sanders used his own money to make this shit look better, make it more livable, make it more functional. And then he also paid for dinners and food for the team. He did all these things. 
and he brought a massive presence to an HBCU. He laid the groundwork for the ways to help HBCUs be successful. And the first thing that we do as a culture is we bash this man and essentially try to call him an Uncle Tom because he left to go to the Pac-12. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a very important question. All of you out there who are bashing, bashing Coach Prime, how many of you guys give back to HBCUs? How many of you guys go to the games of these HBCUs outside of Prairie View and Grambling State every year because it's the big game? How many of you go to those games that nobody or the talks Labor, about? Or, or the Labor Day Classic yeah, with uh, PB and TSU. But how many of you guys go to these games that no one talks about? Because of what Coach Prime did, did you notice something this particular year? HBCUs were on the NFL Network this year being streamed. That shit ain't happened in a long time. What was it? Uh, the the team that uh is it Eddie George? Eddie mm-hmm. George coach is that Tennessee State? Mm-hmm. Tennessee State was huge this year. They had an amazing season too. But um, you had multiple HBCU games being streamed on days that the NFL would be streamed on, and days that you wouldn't normally have seen them play, all because of what was going on down there in good old Jackson State. But, again, you want to bash what Coach Prime did, but let me ask you a different question. What did you expect him to do? In what world, if you're truly a sports fan, an an NCAA football fan, was Jackson State ever going to be in a college football playoff? That shit wasn't going to happen. They're an FBS school. Like, no. They definitely were never going to do that. They were never – if you ever noticed, did you ever notice they were ranked in the top 25? Because they weren't. Why? Because they're not a normal college football team. They're not in that realm. They're a, they they're in they're part of the SWAC. The SWAC ain't the, the SWAC is the furthest thing from a Power Five conference. If you were to put Jackson State up against any any pick one of the top six teams for the college football playoff, who they beating? Let's be real. Who they beating? Are they beating Alabama? No. Are they beating Michigan? No. Are they beating Ohio State? Hell no. Are they beating Georgia? Fuck no. Are they beating TCU? Fuck no. No. Are they even beating USC? No. Are they beating LSU? Are they beating Tennessee without their starting quarterback who tore his ACL? The answer to both those questions is no. They're not. Are they beating Baylor? Are they beating K-State, the Big 12 champion who beat TCU? Again, the answer is no. So, again, if the college football playoff were to extend, it would have extended to 12 teams this year, would Jackson State have been in there? The answer is no. Coach Prime did what he was supposed to do at an HBCU, and now he's moving on to the Pac-12, which is a Power 5 conference, to do power move things. It is time. Who cares what school he actually went to after he left Jackson State? Because what else, what other predominantly, if you want to play this game, non-HBCU was he going to go to in a Power 5 conference to make them relevant? Who, Where? Where was he going? Please name it for me because I want to know. Auburn? Tennessee? You didn't say my pick. Like, no, I'm saying, like, what predominantly black non-HBCU was he going to? There ain't one. Because they're all integrated. They're all integrated. Florida State, integrated. Florida, 
integrated. Kentucky, integrated. Duke, integrated. North Carolina, integrated. Auburn, integrated. Where? I'm not saying what job was he going to that was better than Colorado. That was not my question. At the time, given what was available, Colorado's fine. It's not hurting anything. It's a Pac-12 team that nobody's paying attention to for now. Look what happened in the transfer portal, though. A lot of action. Do you know how many students or how – do you know what the capacity is at a Colorado game? 53,000. 53,000. That's way more than I would have guessed because I would have never known. 53,000 fills up that stadium for Colorado. Make it make sense. Obviously, him going to that Pac-12 is going to be massive. If you looked at the social media presence, new influences, 1.1 million. New followers, 11,500 new followers for Colorado football when Deion Sanders came over. Big moves. I'm proud of what Coach Sanders is doing because he started at the bottom. He built a small program. He gave you an idea of what he can do. And if he can do any semblance of what he did at Jackson State at a Pac-12 school like Colorado, who's to say in the next two years they're not in the college football playoff discussion as a top-12 team? Who's to say they're not in that argument next year after this whole thing settles with the transfer portal? I'm curious to see how his son is going to do as a quarterback now. That one remains to be seen. Because going from the SWAC to the Pac-12 is is a whole different thing. And we know about the Pac-12. We know the Pac-12 is full of offenses that can score points really, 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 really fast. And defenses that are suspect at best. So we'll see how that goes. That is my take on all the above. Well, you see me over here jotting down some notes here. So Yeah, yeah, yeah by all means. But, but that that's my take on all those things. Uh... I actually agree with everything you said. Um, Here we go. Let's run down a couple of things, right? Number one, the SWAC is not a Power 5 conference. He wasn't going to win a championship other than a conference championship with the SWAC. This is the, the second year they've had a great season, or the third year they've had a great season, actually, and they're going to play in the Celebration Bowl. Uh, for HBCUs. I would love for anybody out there to tell me you watch the Celebration Bowl every year. You don't. I'm, cry- I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to interrupt you, but uh, uh, literally a minute ago, Johnnell tagged us on, on Facebook. And he said, hey, tomorrow when I listen to the pod, I know Michael better put some respect on my Cowboys I hope he recording now and see this. He could kiss my ass. He told me to read them off, read off, read them off them power rankings. I just wanted to put that out. I, that literally hit my John phone. L, John L could kiss my ass. That's how I feel about it. You heard what he said. So make sure when you get to the two hour portion of this pod, you listen closely. Micah told you to kiss his ass. Yes. Um. So like I said, um. Let's keep going with some other stuff he said, right? top-tier talent to HBCUs. Since Dion has been there, they've had 
more top tier talent than they've had in the past 25 years. They've had five star recruits, four star recruits, three star recruits commit to HBCUs, whether it's to play against him or play on his team. Correct? Correct. Check. HBCU relevance. They played on NFL Network. They had national national games this year. Correct? Correct. Check. More HBCU relevance real quick. He promoted other HBCUs while he was there with top flight coaches and also influenced other NFL players to join his staff to give him or ex-NFL players to give him and his team the best options to win. Also, with that being said, other players that didn't get on his team joined the staff of Eddie George, who was also an ex-NFL player, ex-superstar in the NFL as well, and his team, HBCU Relevance, correct? 100%. He committed so much money to helping the Jackson State University surround the community. His own money. His own money, correct? Correct. He said he was going to reinvigorate that school, that locker room, this and that. He bought and re basically reinvented their locker room, as you said earlier, their barracks, their living spaces, all that. He took the team out on dinners whenever in a time where, I mean, now you can accept money from people, but in a time where it's very, very sketchy, so the coach is paying. Any other coach in the HBCU paying for kids' lunches like that? Nope. Not to mention, here's the biggest thing. With all the things that Coach Prime did, here's something I didn't even bring up, but you know, you you kind of brought it even further to light. Where the fuck were the boosters? I'm getting there. Okay. I'm, I'm getting there. So I'm commitment to the players that he had, the the lunches, recruiting them, promising them all, look, I'm going to do this, this, and this just to make sure you have a good time. We're going to make you winners, this and that. Did he do that? Yep. Where the hell were the boosters when it was time to rebuild the stadium, or, or not to say re- rebuild a locker room for the past 25 years? He came there and said he was going to do it. Did he do it? Yep. Correct. The, boost, the boosters sat there in their little punk-ass press box. So, now that Deion Sanders is now gone, he brought relevancy to HBCUs and the SWAT conference. He bought top-tier talent like he said he would, and there's more top-tier talent that is going to come to HBCUs because he raised awareness for HBCUs. He committed to his players. Not only that, let's, let's take commitment even further. The same HBCU players that he had, he told... Colorado players right now, you might as well go in and hit the transporter because I got my team. They're coming from an HBCU to a Power 5 conference to show y'all what's up. Is that commitment to the players and promising them and delivering on a promise to 100%. bring them into a Power 5? What we mad for? What are y'all mad for? I don't understand the problem. If you want to come up as a people, you got to make the difficult moves. Ain't no way a team in the SWAC was ever going to make the top 12 to make the college football playoff. The closest non-power five school was Notre Dame. What happened to Notre Dame? And they live on their history. And what happened to Notre Dame? They got their ass blasted. Where is Coach Kelly now at LSU? Where did, hey, nobody said anything to Coach Kelly. Went from independent to power five conference. After building Notre Dame into a very reputable, continuing that same tradition, making them just as relevant, he left over to LSU. Nobody blinked a fucking eye. And and, and here's and and the thing that gets overlooked the most. 
that 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 sets me off about the whole Deion Sanders thing. He took a lower paying job at Jackson State than signing on to an NFL staff to coach corners and secondary. Corners and secondary would give him in the NFL five, six million dollars, and he was in the hundred thousands at Jackson State. And y'all gonna sit here and try and blast this man. Y'all lost y'all damn minds. Deion Sanders did more for HBCUs in three years than most of you listening to this damn podcast has ever done in your lifetime. They wanted maximum effort and help by paying him the minimum. Sounds familiar, don't it? Again, and that's our own people. Yeah, so... It goes back to what you already said. Take care of your people. Yeah, he, if you he, take care of your people, your people will take care of you. If you don't take care of your people, your people going to find the next move and get the fuck out. I just, I'm not understanding every promise that this man gave when he took that job. He delivered on every single promise. I just want these same people that was bashing him to please tell me what they would do. Because clearly you don't understand the politics of NCAA football. Because again, like we have already reiterated multiple times, what the hell was a team out of the SWAC conference going to do to get into the college football playoff? The only way you would have had to have played power five schools. How many, I ain't, I ain't heard of no other SWAC teams trying to play power five teams. Have you? Hell no. Even Appalachian State plays power five schools and they pulled a couple upsets. So, so here's my question. If he's bringing most of his players plus his son to be quarterback. He's bringing a fair amount. He ain't so, bringing all of them, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so let, let's just say he, 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 bring, he brings a fair amount, right? They come over to a Power 5 conference. Let's just say next year with the amount of players he had and still most of, still most of his current players at Jackson State University, they come over and let's just say they go – how many games is in college? Is it 14? 12. 12. 12. I, I thought 11 and 1 at first, but I couldn't remember. 12. So let's say they go 11 and 1. They finish, let's say they finish number 13 right outside the 12, which would be qualified for, uh, for the football playoffs in, is that in two years when it starts or next year? It's not qualified because 12 is the number. No, 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 no. I'm saying when, when the college football playoff starts, it'll be for, is it, is it this, is this year coming up or the following year? I want to say they're trying to push it for this upcoming Okay, so let's just say they finish right outside of qualifying for the college football playoff. The year the college football playoff actually starts. I see where you're going with that. So he finishes 13. With the majority of his players from an HBCU. All those players now have the chance to go forward because they played against elite talent in a power five conference and lost one game mind you buffalo did go i mean colorado went one and 11 last year with that being said alone he recruited top tier talent he bought relevancies for hbcus the biggest one is he committed to his players he gave them the opportunity to shine now he's going on to another school with a lot of them it's like hey Follow me here, and you're definitely going to get your opportunity to show what you got against top-tier talent. If his team finishes, even if his team doesn't finish high, 
Let's just say he gets 10 players drafted. Listen, he right did now. what he said he was going to do. Do you know how you progress from being 1 and 11? Just make the top 25. Yeah. In your first year, make the top 25. Because yeah. now, from there, there's nowhere to go but up. If they finish in the top 20, let's just play that game for the sake of playing that game. Tell me that's not a successful season for your first year in a Power 5 conference. It is. Because you haven't truly built your program just yet. You're really playing with house money. We talk about that a lot, playing with house money. Yep. So imagine if you pull that off, you play with house money. Let's say you finish the year, your first year, you finish number 18. Six spots away from making the college ball playoff. That's pretty dope. That's not bad at all for your first year. Now, high school four-star, five-star recruits are going to see that and be like, hey, man, Colorado is making some moves. You know, they were 1-11. Now, all of a sudden, they're number 18. And maybe I don't want to go to try to want to go to these big, big schools where I may not play. Maybe I want to go to Colorado where I have a better chance of playing. And I get to play for, a, you know, a former NFL Hall of Famer in Coach Prime. I'm just saying. There's lots of possibilities with him moving from Jackson State to Colorado. Um, people are looking at this wrong. That's, that's people, my take on it. Because people want him to fail. Yeah. Our people want him to fail. It's a damn shame, too. Yeah. I don't want him to fail. I don't I want, want to see him, to him do. I want to see him do the best he can possibly do, get as far as he can possibly go, because maybe the end result is he ends up in the NFL, or maybe he just becomes one of college football's next most, excuse me, next um transcendent talents at the coaching position. Or maybe he just ends up at Texas. That would be amazing. Or that. That is that is close to home for him, as I, he 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 is a resident Dallas Cowboy. If he ends up in Texas, boy, I tell you what. Now he's going to the SEC. Mm. Yeah, Texas. man, it's it's been a while since Real Talk made an appearance. That was a good one. That yeah, was no, a that very one, good one. That one sparked itself. Yeah, it came up, and I you seen I, I dropped it in the LXG chat because I was yep when I sent that to y'all I was heated. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and let this one marinate. Yeah, because I needed to come back and be be rational. I don't want to be irrational. I ain't want to be ignorant. You know what I'm saying? I want to come through ignorant. with the right. Yeah, you know, like Ice Cube said, get 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 ignorant. No, I wasn't trying <laughs> to do all that. I was trying to keep it, you know, rational. So I did. I didn't cuss at nobody. I didn't yell at nobody. I just said, listen. I cussed at John L. So I said what I said, but that was different. I told him what you said. I told. Well, I didn't tell him exactly what I said. You left a mess, special message for him. There you go. So. With all the above being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached our conclusion of another fantastic episode of Gentlemen's Talk. By the way, if you for some reason missed the last episode, we are in the top 20% of most shared podcasts right. in the nation. So I just wanted to bring that up because it was such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, so I want to bring that up again. Continue to share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones. Those who go on these long road trips, hey, man, Gentleman's Talk gets you through a lot of road trips. We got some long episodes, man. We'll get you through a whole road trip, just like an audio book. And we'll keep you laughing. And we'll keep you entertained the whole way through. I'm just saying, check us out. Pass us to your friends. Send us questions. Send us comments. Send us critiques. Anything. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'll answer it. I'll answer it. I don't give a shit. Don't make a difference. Obviously, I'll answer it because one of our most controversial episodes. I may not answer it the way you like it, but I'll answer it if you ask the right question. If you ask the right question. Because I'm done with that level of controversy. But if you ask me a normal question, I'll answer it. 
and I'll probably shout you, and I'll probably shout you out on the show too, because I love all of our fans. DJ Michael B loves all his fans. Big IV is one of our biggest fans as well, and he's sitting right here in the studio today. So I'm sure John Nell gonna have a field day listening to this tomorrow. Oh, I'm gonna get a lot of tags tomorrow. Oh, we we both gonna get a lot of tags. Yeah, I'm just gonna laugh. I'm just gonna laugh. I got a busy day tomorrow, so I'm gonna be laughing all day. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, I am the one and only future Hall of Famer going into the Dilf wing specifically, Mr. GQ. And I am your baby mama, second baby daddy, because I have to opt to be a stepdad at this point in my life, DJ Micah B. Never box when you see me in my zone